ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम अज्ञानतिरांधस्य ज्ञानांजनशलाकया चक्षुन्मील तस्म श्रीगुरव नम श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीष्ट स्थापित येन भूतले स्वयं कदाह्यम ददा स्वदाक वंदेहम श्रीगुरोश्रीयुतपदकमल श्रीगुरून वैष्णवांश्च श्रीरूपम सागृजात सह गणरघुनाथन्वित तम सजीव साइत सवधूत पिजन सहित कृष्णचैतन्यदेवराधाकृष्णपादलिता श्री विशाखान्विता हे कृष्णकुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिका कामोस्तुते तप्तकांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरे प्रिय वाछाकलतरुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः नमो ओं विष्णुपादाय कृष्ण प्रेष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिदस्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषून्यवादी पाश्चातिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे वेलकम टू द सेकंड एपिसोड ऑफ द ऋत्विक सिस्टम ऑफ इनिशिएशंस वेबिनार सीरीज so in the first episode we have covered the um, the layers of perception of the issue and we have also defined the words what is initiation diksha and what is ritvik and we have also gone through the documented evidences of what exactly shri prabhupad left in written form for the instruction for the future now in today's episode we shall go through um very important um, uh counter arguments and first of all understanding what is the qualification of a guru how is he authorized hmm? how is a guru authorized the authorization because there are two things um that are necessary for a person to become guru he has to be qualified and the qualification means uttama adhikari as we will see and authorization he has to be authorized by his acharya his guru so in that way there is uh, a guru who comes in the parampara so that is one thing and then we will go into counter arguments or doubts that devotees may have regarding this ritvik initiation system we will not be able to cover everything today uh, we will only go through probably one of them let's see um yesterday in the first episode i completely lost track of the time and when i saw the time it was 3 hours 20 minutes into the session and that's when i realized oh krishna this is <laughs> i thought it was like somewhere around 2 hours plus so we will keep it to like maybe 1 and 1/2 hours 1 hour 45 minutes session and we'll take questions then so if you have any questions please put them down in the comments 
so that uh, at the end of the session we can go through them and answer as many as possible and please try to keep the questions relevant to today's topic. So today's topic is qualification of Guru, authorization of Guru and um, doubts and counter arguments. We will be only going through one of them which is um, but Srila Prabhupada said like this before that means um, he gave the initiation I mean the Ritvik order but then before that he said some statements which they I mean the ISKCON devotees who would want to counter these arguments of Ritvik system they present those quotations so we will go through them and have our reply for them but there are other counter arguments and doubts regarding this Ritvik system that devotees may have uh, we will not be able to cover everything today all right let's quickly dive into it uh, establishing authenticity from Shastra okay so first thing before we even go into the qualification of a guru let's try to understand that there are four types of gurus okay this is taken from um, I hope you can see this the size of text because today I will be wanting to use this particular app and which I can't zoom into um, it's easy to write into it but when I show it on the screen I can't zoom into it so it's not a very perfect thing I hope this size is okay for you to read please let me know in the comments if it's readable because uh, honestly I don't have any other app I can show you from the, the pocket with us app but you know back and forth if I navigate too much it may take too long so because we have a lot to cover so I will be just showing from here itself all right all right then types of gurus so this is from uh, there is Srimad Bhagavatam uh, 11th canto 29 chapter 6th verse says uh, that we can go to the other app all right we will go to the other app this verse says that how the Diksha Guru and the Chaitya Guru Krishna manifests himself as the Diksha Guru and Chaitya Guru Naivo Payantya Pachitim Kavayasta Vesha Brahma Yushapi Kritam Riddhamudha Smarantaha Yontar Bahistanu Bhritama Shubham Vidhunman Acharya Chaitya Vapusha Swagatim Yanakti Acharya and Chaitya Okay, so Oh my Lord Transcendental poets and experts in spiritual science, this is a prayer to the Lord. Transcendental poets and experts in spiritual science could not fully express their indebtedness to you even if they were endowed with the prolonged lifetime of Brahma, for you appear in two features, externally as the Acharya and internally as the super soul to deliver the embodied living being by directing him how to come to you. So this is um, externally as the Acharya, the Diksha Guru and uh, internally as the super soul, the Paramatma. So, Paramatma is called Chaitya Guru, Chitta. Chitta means the mind or heart. So, because he is in the heart, therefore he is called Chaitya Guru, the Guru who is sitting in the heart. So, that is Paramatma. Alright. So, first is, there is Chaitya Guru. When one is sincere in um, wanting to progress in devotional life, then the Chaitya Guru notices that sincerity of purpose and directs him to a proper Acharya who is a proper bona fide spiritual master. That's why it is said, Guru Krishna Prasad Pai Bhakti Lata Bij. You know, so by the mercy of Guru and Krishna, we get the seed of devotional service. And 
how is the of course like for example if you if you observe in your own life how you came to krishna consciousness you must have some questioning you must have had some you know uh, sincerity in, in inquisitiveness or in distress you have come to krishna or something and then you would have contacted the books of shri prabhupada or the prasadam or you know the devotees and then finally when you get to the books that's when your seriousness increases so that is shri prabhupada books written by him but then how were you even led to that that's by the chaitya guru that's by the paramatma so chaitya guru is first second guru is called vartma pradarshaka guru this is taken from the purport of uh, chaitanya charitamrita madhya leela chapter 8 text 128 in the purport so of course i can go there but you know to lessen the time needed for navigation i'm just going to slow i mean um, show from here itself okay everybody says it's readable okay that's good thank you very much so vartma pradarshaka guru the spiritual master who gives who first gives information about spiritual life so suppose the first one who sold the book to us or who gave the prasadam and invited us to the temple something he, he has introduced to us krishna somehow so i remember in my in my life uh, when i was a um, student i was just going out of the college i, I was in plus 2 when i was i think 16 17 years old yeah i think i was 17 years old just turned 17 so then um, as i was going out of the college there was one brahmachari who was from the local temple there uh, iskon temple and then he was selling the books and then i bought a book from him and because of that book distribution then i was introduced to this whole thing so he is my vartma pradarshaka guru but i don't remember him at all because that's the only time i saw him after that i have never been to the temple at all so vartma pradarshaka guru is the one who first gives information about spiritual life and diksha guru is the spiritual master who initiates according to the regulations of the shastras and this is the most responsible position so the diksha guru as we said divya gyana and kshapayanti divya gyana kshapayati iti diksha so divya gyana means he gives the transcendental knowledge who he is a self realized soul tadvidhi pranipatena pariprashnena sevaya upadekshanti te gyanam gyaninas tatvadarshinah so tatvadarshinah who who is actually seeing the truth so that is a self realized soul and that kind of person when he is giving the knowledge gyana deepa pradaya gurau we have seen this verses yesterday so these uh, for bhagavad gita chapter 4 text 34 and shrimad bhagavatam canto 7 chapter 15 text 26 so in these verses it is clearly stated that the spiritual ma- and also we have we sung we sing every day um, chakshudan dilojay janme janme prabhu shay divya gyan hriday prakashito in the guru vandana song so the person who gives us the divya gyan and takes the responsibility of accepting all our sinful reactions and getting us rid of all the sinful reactions at the time of initiation that person is called diksha guru and he takes the responsibility of taking us back home back to godhead provided we follow his instructions so um, that means to be able to promise that he should be is not like a guess work you know yeah I, I, you know one guru is con guru you know this this happened in our temple uh, way back before i even joined so the devotees who have been here before me so they they have told me so one of these con gurus um his disciple in this temple so he was misbehaving a lot 
So our Sundar Gopal Prabhu, at that time, our temple all was part of ISKCON. And all the gurus used to come here. So many Swamis and Maharajas from ISKCON used to come to our temple. This was before 1970, 1998. 1998 is when we became Ritvik followers. So, um, so at that time, there was this one disciple who was misbehaving a lot um, in so many ways. So, Sunugopal Prabhu tried to correct him, but he no, 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 I will only listen to my guru. So, he was like very proud. So, when the guru came, so Sunugopal Prabhu told him that, you know, you have to... Uh, correct this person, he is totally misbehaving completely. So, in this, this, this way. So, this is what he has done. So, uh, Guru Maharaj said, you know, what can I do, you know, I am an old man and he is giving me donations, you know, um, how how can I say something bad to him like that, you know. Then, uh, Sunagopal Prabhu said, I mean, you you are, are his guru, you know, you have to correct him. So, what, he is giving donations or what? You have to correct, this is your business is to correct him. Yeah, but you know, he's, you know, I also need some money, you know, I'm an old man, sometimes my health may go wrong. Then Sunagopalbu was very disgusted with the whole, you know, uh, his explanation. He said, Maharaj, are you going back to Godhead? Forget about taking your disciple back. Are you going back to Godhead first? Then he put his head down. He he did not even, if you ask the same thing to Prabhupada, Prabhupada said, I will take everybody, like Prabhupada, how many times he said, you chant 16 rounds, you follow the four principles, I will take you take you home back to Godhead. So, that's that's the level of uh, pure devotee, an Acharya, Diksha Guru. So, he, he himself was not um, confident. Of course, his disciples will say, oh, he was humble, you know, he was not. That's not humble. Humble, see, humility doesn't mean, oh, yes, and then you cannot correct your disciple. What kind of guru is that? No, that's all false humility. So, it was not even humility. He was embarrassed by the question actually. So, anyway, all the onlookers, they knew what was going on. So, anyway, so Diksha Guru should be, should be in a place where he is completely with Krishna and he is so confident, not just confident. I mean, he just knows because Krishna is within his grasp. He asvatantraivadvicha sadhubir grasta hridayo bhaktair bhakta janapriyaha sadhubir grasta hridayo means he is, the devotee holds Krishna within his grasp. Hmm. Krishna She Tomar, Bhaktivinoda Thakur is saying, Krishna is your property, Vaishnava Thakur. He is your property, you, he belongs to you, you own Krishna. He is praying like this to a pure devotee, Bhaktivinoda Thakur. So, a pure devotee, Diksha Guru is on that platform. Uh, so, that is the most important um, role. Of course, Chaitya Guru, he will never make a mistake. He is, he is you know, he is Paramatma. Vartma Pradarshaka Guru, he can be anybody. He can be anybody. Even when a, if a child, sometimes our children go out, you know, during book distribution, they, they ask the, you know, small children, is like four or five years old, and he will ask the big man, you know, please take one, buy one book. And the big man, you know, he was like, he feels, oh, this is so adorable, and then he just buys one book because of the small child. And that's how he is introduced to Krishna. So, that small child becomes a Vartma Pradarshaka Guru for that. But that person, because he introduced him. But that doesn't mean that this child is like a Uttama Mahabhagavat and Prahlad Maharaj and com- completely that. No, it doesn't have to be. So, it can be anybody who somehow introduces one to Krishna consciousness. And then there is Siksha Guru, the spiritual master who gives instructions for elevation. Now, we can have many Siksha Gurus. Like every devotee that we meet, they will teach us something about spiritual life. They will correct us or they will encourage us in this way and that way or they will give us knowledge or they will, 
you know uh, engage us in this and that service so they engage us or they teach us so many things but they may not be on the highest level of realization yet they are also walking that path but they may be a little ahead of us so and they are trying to uh, teach us so according to what they have heard from shri prabhupad or the bona fide spiritual master so that is shiksha guru shiksha means teaching teaching diksha means initiation vartma vartma means path path pradarshaka means one who shows darshan darshan means uh, to see uh, to behold so darshaka means one who enables us to see vartma pradarshaka means one who enables us to see this path one who introduces us to this path of krishna consciousness he is called vartma pradarshaka guru who shows us this path for the first time so these are the four types of guru what are they chaitya guru vartma pradarshaka guru diksha guru and shiksha guru four okay very important to understand this distinction between these gurus because we are talking about when we are talking about initiations we are talking about diksha guru so that diksha is what is the primary contention here in the initiations after 1977 this is the whole topic now the ritvik initiation so initiation the diksha is the important part so because sometimes statements are referred to a shiksha guru so it should not be confused between diksha and shiksha we should not have any confusion right so having understood that now let's go to the next qualifications of a diksha guru now in the chaitanya charitamrita madhya leela chapter 24 text 330 chaitanya mahaprabhu himself instructs sanatan goswami to write books about devotional service that's how sanatan goswami has written hari bhakti vilas and so many other books actually lagu bhagavatamrita so many books so um as chaitanya mahaprabhu was instructing many points in this particular verse he had mentioned the point of guru lakshana as you can see in the pink in in the verse there guru lakshana shishya lakshana what is that dohar parikshana sevya bhagavan sarva mantra vicharan so these are some of the topics that had to be also included in his book so what are they in your book there should be the characteristics of the bona fide guru and the bona fide disciple guru lakshana lakshana means the the, the qualities characteristics so characteristics of the bona fide guru and the bona fide disciple so there is bona fide disciple also then before accepting a spiritual master one can be assured of the spiritual master's position see before initiation we have to be assured of the spiritual master's position just like when we take an insurance we want to take a policy which is which will you know which is from a reputed insurance company which is and which is you know covers all thing not that you know we buy an insurance and then something happens and the insurance doesn't cover it so we have to be careful right so or even if you want to get your child admitted into a school you have to be careful okay this is a good school or is it is it recognized by the ministry of education or is it just like you know just something you know like a quack so we have to know so we have to do all these checks before we take a step forward right similarly with spiritual life it's not just everybody who has a saffron color and a big beard he's a guru so what are the actual characteristics of a guru and disciple before accepting a spiritual master one can be assured of the spiritual master's position similarly the spiritual master can also be assured of the disciple's position dohar parikshan 
so that both test each other like how to you know whether the spiritual master is bona fide and the spiritual master tests whether the disciple is bona fide uh, the supreme personality of godhead krishna should be described as the worshipable object and you should consider the bija mantra for the worship of krishna rama or any other expansion of the supreme personality of godhead so these are some of the topics so but you see in the beginning so chaitanya mahaprabhu himself asked sanatan goswami to show what are the lakshan or the characteristics of a bona fide spiritual master now in the purport of that verse in the purport you see when one has attained the topmost position of mahabhagavat you know there are three classes of devotees right third class second class first class so one who has attained the topmost position of mahabhagavata or uttama adhikari it's also called uh, he is to be accepted as a guru and worshiped exactly like hari the personality of god only such a person is eligible to occupy the post of a guru see uh, only such a person is eligible to occupy the post of a guru not anybody else only a mahabhagavat this is in the purport of this same verse 24330 madhyalila now this we have already seen yesterday but it is good to reiterate again in the nectar of instruction upadesha amritam by rupa goswami in the verse 5 text 5 in the purport so these four points have been made in across two paragraphs in the last two paragraphs of the purport So Shri Prabhupada writes, especially quoting Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Indeed, the advanced Uttama Adhikari Vaishnava devotee should be accepted as a spiritual master. However, one should imitate, uh, one should not imitate, the behavior of an advanced devotee or Mahabhagavat without being self-realized. For by such imitation, one will eventually become degraded. So, another point. In the same, this is all actually extracts from the same purport. You can go to the Nectar of Instruction five, and in the purport, it is all there. so one should not imitate a self realized soul one should you see what he saying you should not imitate so if i accept the position of a guru and occupy that post without qualification i am imitation i mean imitating and what will happen become degraded will become degraded one should not imitate the behavior of an advanced devotee or mahabhagavat without being self realized for by such imitation one will eventually become degraded and then in the same purport in the last paragraph one should not become a spiritual master unless he has attained the platform of uttama adhikari hmm and then finally a disciple should be careful to accept an uttama adhikari as a spiritual master same purport four times uttama adhikari all right okay this is nectar of instruction 5 now so what is this uttama adhikari what is his level who is he so nectar of instruction Hmm. <laughs> I have missed one line. Only three lines are here. Okay, let's go to actual verse. This is quite easy to take anyway. You see, this is nectar of instruction, verse one. Uh, The first we have gone through this in our lectures. वाचो वेगम मनसह क्रोध वेगम जिह्वा वेगम उदरोपस्थ वेगम एतान्वेगान्यो विषहेत धीरः सर्वामपी मां पृथिवीं ससिष्यात अ सोबर पर्सन हु कैन टॉलरेट द अर्ज टू स्पीक 
the mind's demands, the actions of anger and the urges of the tongue, belly and genitals is qualified to make disciples all over the world. So who? Who can tolerate all his senses? Who can tolerate the urges of his senses? Who is completely in control of his senses? Such a person is qualified to accept disciples all over the world. He can become a uh, initiating Diksha Guru. That means he should be a complete Goswami. Not just in the title or in the family name or you know surname. No. Actually, by symptom, he should be a Goswami. That means master of his senses. Go means senses. Swami means master. Master of his senses. Such a person only can become. And only an Uttam Adhikari is on this platform. Okay. So, that is one qualification of Uttam Adhikari. Next, in the 11.321 of Srimad Bhagavatam, 11th canto, 3rd chapter, 21st verse. This verse is there. Tasmad gurum prapadyeta jignasu shreya uttamam shabde parecha nishnatam brahman yopasamashrayam Therefore, any person who seriously desires real happiness must seek a bona fide spiritual master. And take shelter of him by initiation. The qualification of the bona fide guru is that he has realized the conclusions of the scriptures by deliberation and is able to convince others of these conclusions. Such great personalities who have taken shelter of the supreme personality, supreme Godhead, leaving aside all material considerations, should be understood to be bona fide spiritual masters. Now, before Srila Prabhupada went to America, so many editions of Bhagavad Gita are there, were there, but not a single devotee. But when Srila Prabhupada went, Oh, thousands. So that he is able to convince others. Okay, now you may say, oh, devotees, I know, when I hear devotees lectures, they also convince That's because they, it is repetition of what Prabhupada is saying. So if we repeat the pure devotees' words as they are, then they will convince anybody. But if I speak my own realization, my own nonsense, of course, realization, you will re- as, as long as you follow the instructions, you will have your realization. That's, that's all right. But our realizations are not on the topmost level yet. So, it doesn't matter though, if we repeat. But if we don't repeat, if we have our own speculations and we present those, then it will confuse everybody. So, that's exactly what happened. There were so many editions of Bhagavad Gita where it was speculated upon. And therefore, not a single devotee came out. Even the writer was not a devotee, the reader was not a devotee and he never became a devotee. Nothing. But when Srila Prabhupada presented his Bhagavad Gita, oh, then all became devotees. Whoever reads, or their life changes. So, that is a Uttamadhikari, bonafide spiritual master. So, he has completely realized the conclusions of the scriptures. Not just like an academic study. He is more than that. Tattva darshinaha. He is seeing. Premanjana churita bhakti vilochanena santa sadaiva hirdayeshu vilokayante. He is seeing, just like Prahlad Maharaj could see the Lord everywhere. Like that, a spiritual master, a bona fide spiritual master, Uttamadhikari, Mahabhagavat, Bhagavat Sreshtha, first class devotee. All these words refer to that kind of personality who sees Krishna everywhere. That is also explained. Uh, 11245, yeah. Sarvabhuteshu This is Srimad Bhagavatam, 11th Kanto, 2nd chapter, 45th verse. Sarvabhuteshu Yahapashyet Bhagavat Bhavamatmanaha. Bhutani Bhagavatyatmani Esha Bhagavatottamaha Bhagavatottamaha Bhagavata means devotee Uttamaha means the highest Bhagavatottamaha Mahabhagavata Uttamadhikari Bhagavat Shreshta 
All this means the same thing. The most advanced devotee sees within everything the soul of all souls, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Sri Krishna. See, he sees everything. He sees within everything Krishna. He actually sees face to face. Consequently, he sees everything in relation to the Supreme Lord and understands that everything that exists is eternally situated within the Lord. At all times. Not that he remembers it for a while. No. All the time he is actually seeing on that platform. So that is a pure devotee. Okay? Such a pure devotee, Krishna says, Acharyam maam vijaniyan nava manyeta karhichitna martya buddhyasu yeta sarva deva mayo guru. Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 17, Text 27. One should know the Acharya as myself. And never disrespect him in any way. One should not envy him, thinking him an ordinary man, for he is the representative of all the demigods. Not just ordinary position this is. And same way we sing every day in the morning, Sakshadharitvena samastha shastrair uktastata uktastatha bhavyata eva sadbhi kintu prabhorya priya eva tasya vande guru shri charanaravindam. Seventh verse of the Guruvashtakam song. So, Sakshadharitvena. He is to be worshipped as good as God, Sakshadhari. But, Kintu Prabhoriya Priyayavatasya. Because he is the very dear confidential servitor of Krishna. Sakshadharitvena Samastha Shastraya. All the Shastras, they proclaim that the bona fide spiritual master, who is pure devotee, he has to be worshipped on the level of Krishna. Not only the Shastra says, Uktastatha Bhavyata Eva Sadbhihi. The great Acharyas also say the same thing. Yes, a pure devotee must be worshipped in this way. Uh, all the devotees also agree to this. Kintu prabhorya priya evatasa. The spiritual master though, he doesn't think that, oh, and now I am equal to Krishna. I am worshipped as good as Krishna. So, I am equal to Krishna now. No. He knows very well. Kintu prabhorya priya evatasya. Because he is a very dear servant of Krishna, therefore we have to worship him as good as Krishna. Uh, <coughs> So, this is the position of spiritual master and in the 5th and 6th verse of the Guruvashtakam also, Shri Radhika Madhavayorapara, what is that? Madhurya Leela Gunarupanam Nam. So, he is Pratikshana Swadhanalolupasya Vande Guru Shri Charanarvan. He is always tasting the, the, the pastimes of Radha and Krishna. Always he is thinking of them. He is deeply in thought of Radha Krishna pastimes all the time. And Nikunjayuno Ratikeli Siddhyay Yayalibhir Yuktirapekshaniya Tatrati Dakshad Ativallabhasya Vande Guru Shri Charanaravindam. We have gone through the whole Guruvashtakam song in a, in, a, in a previous lecture, I think the second, the second lecture of the Strengthening Foundation series. So you can go and see full, the full explanation. But this, this sixth verse of the song also says, that a spiritual master is a very uh, intimate associate of Krishna and he is an expert in assisting the gopis. That level. Yeah? We are nowhere. We don't even know what we are in our spiritual life, in our spiritual world. We are completely ignorance. That is our position. So, this kind of person cannot become a spiritual master. He is who is a you know, actual servant of the gopis. Yes, he is a real spiritual master. So, these are all the qualifications of spiritual master. Now, in the Mundaka Upanishad, uh, first mandala, first chapter, 
no second chapter 12th verse yeah this is quoted in Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 4 chapter 21 verse 35 in the purport tad vijyanartham sagurum evabhigachet samitpani shrotriyam brahmanishtam to understand these things properly what is these things tad vijyanartham the spiritual science of Krishna consciousness to understand all the details of Krishna consciousness one must humbly approach with firewood in hand samitpani a spiritual master who is learned in the Vedas and firmly devoted to the absolute truth especially meaning that one have to serve such a spiritual master who is firmly devoted to the absolute truth Brahma Nishtam is fixed in Brahma in spiritual life he is not wavering at any time there is another qualification now that unwavering position is explained in the Bhagavad Gita um, chapter 9 text 3 purport Srila Prabhupada writes the third class person in Krishna consciousness may fall down but when one is in the second class or first class he, he does not fall down see even a second class devotee doesn't fall down what to speak of the first class devotee uh, but only the first class devotee Uttamadhikari has to be accepted as a spiritual master so that is what is told here he should not fall down he can not fall down at any time 11 to 50 Srimad Bhagavatam Kanto 11 chapter 2 text 50 Nakama karma bijanam yasya chetasi sambhavaha vasudevaika nilaya savai bhagavatottamaha one who has taken exclusive shelter of the Supreme Lord Vasudeva becomes free from fruitive activities which are based on material lust. In fact, one who has taken shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord is freed from even the desire to enjoy material sense gratification. Plans for enjoying sex life, social prestige and money cannot develop within his mind. Thus, he is considered Bhagavatottama, a pure devotee of the Lord on the highest platform. Again, same qualifications are being reiterated here. There is actually another verse. Um, we'll go to that. I have not mentioned in that list there. Canto 3, chapter 27, verse 26. If you see this. Evam vidita tattvasya prakritirma imanasam yunjato napakuruta atma ramasya karhichit the influence of the material nature cannot harm an enlightened soul even though he engages in material activities because he knows the truth of the absolute and his mind is fixed on the supreme personality of God. This is called Brahman Nishtam. The influence of the material nature, the Maya has no influence. There are so many examples. Actually, there will be no end to the description of the qualifications of a pure devotee and a person who is qualified as a spiritual master. Because there is, what is that, Prahlad Maharaj, there is um, Parishit Maharaj, there is Shukadev Goswami, there is Haridas Thakur, there is so many, and even, um, what is that, Pratasura, Chitraketu, and then there is uh, Uddhava, even Queen Kunti, all examples are sublime. The whole Bhagavatam is full of such examples, the whole Chaitanya Charitamrita is full of such examples of devotees who are on that platform. So, such is the position of a Mahabhagavat and he is qualified to become Guru, right? Another verse, Srimad Bhagavatam, Kanto 3, Chapter 4, Text 31. 
Krishna himself is uh, saying, Nodhavonmapi manyuno yadgunair narditah prabhu ato madvayunam lokam grahayan nihatishthatu. Uddhava is not inferior to me in any way because he is never affected by the modes of material nature. Therefore, he may remain in this world in order to disseminate specific knowledge of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. See? Because Krishna was going to leave the planet at the time, 5000 years ago. So, he said that um, Uddhava is not inferior to me in any way. Because he is never affected by the modes of material nature. You see, again, the pure devotee, he is not affected by the three modes of material nature. Therefore, he may remain in this world in order to disseminate specific knowledge of the personality of Godhead. So, such an Acharya is sent to this world to elevate the whole of humankind. And just taking into context Srila Prabhupada's position in this world, it is unprecedented what Srila Prabhupada has done. We can never at any time equate any of the so-called gurus or whatever they may say to the what Srila Prabhupada has done. Completely, I mean, who in the history, in the entire history, nobody has done this. In Kali Yuga, you know, 2000, I mean, 5000 years into the Kali Yuga, and he has done in 12 years, and the you know, fag end of his life, as he used to say, he has achieved what Acharyas in the whole disciplic succession, you know, so many Acharyas were dreaming of it. I mean, they were dreaming of this. Even Chaitanya Mahaprabhu predicted, in fact, in one point, Shri Prabhupada said, only Chaitanya Mahaprabhu can take my place. Only Chaitanya Mahaprabhu can take my place. He will take care of the movement. Towards the end, you know, last few days before he left, he said this. Only Lord Chaitanya can take my place. So, that is Prabhupada's position. I mean, how can we even think of trying to replace him or, you know, trying to sit in his position? I mean, it's completely absurd. Completely absurd. So, uh, Uddhava is not inferior to, so similarly, Prabhupada is not inferior to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in any way. He is the very incarnation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's words. Prithiviti Acha Jata Nagaradi Gram Sarvartha Prachar Haiva Moranam. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that in every town and village, village that exists on earth, my name will be chanted. He said this. But then the Vaishnavas who followed after him, they were thinking that yeah, this is a poetic expression meaning that his glories would spread far and wide, but within India. Nobody had that faith that it would actually go to every town and village of the planet. He did not have the faith. So many people. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur was the one who was envisioning such, you know, worldwide movement. And he has sent his book to the um, Canada and America. And such, in that way, the universities, you know, he sent to the universities. And in this way, you know, he was, he has planted the seed for the movement to expand beyond the borders of India. Then, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur even sent his men to London and, you know, to, to other countries. So, to, to preach there. But then, what happened? What happened? They came back. But that, you see that mood, that to go outside the borders of India and preach. So, that was exemplified by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and Bhakt, I mean Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada, our Srila Prabhupada, he has done it. He has done it. And that's when, that's why in the Narada Bhakti Sutra, in the 69th Sutra, it is said, 
that shastri kurvante shastrani that a devotee makes even the shastra more authoritative like those statements of chaitanya mahaprabhu prithviti achyatana nagaradigram of course whatever chaitanya mahaprabhu says is authoritative but then vaishnavas did not have the did not have the faith in that uh, words to mean extensively the whole world but shila prabhupad gave the authority to those words by his actions so shastri kurvante shastrani tirthi kurvante tirthani i think we will go there and see that verse it's a very beautiful sutra by narada narada muni you see tirthi kurvante tirthani su karmi kurvante karmani sat shastri kurvante shastrani this is about uh, devotees huh? pure devotees their association makes holy places holy their you know their association makes all works auspicious and their association makes all the scriptures authoritative the scriptures become authoritative because of so this is the position of prabhupad so never at any time we should think that he is an ordinary soul of this material world no he is not just like you know an ordinary soul you know never never all right another verse from shrimad bhagavatam canto 1 chapter 11 text 38 chaitanya mahaprabhu himself quoted this verse on the position of a pure devotee etad ishanam ishasya prakriti sthopitad gunaihi nayujyate sadatmasthair yatha buddhistadashrayam we have seen this verse yesterday as well this is the divinity of the personality of god he is not affected by the qualities of material nature that means goodness passion passion and ignorance he is above in fact in one of the purports sri prabhupad says that even a person in the mode of goodness is anath i mean un, is unfit to become a spiritual master he has to be above vasudeva sthiti i just forgot the number of that verse the purport anyway just was seeing it today itself earlier today so even though see he is not affected by the qualities of material nature even though he is in contact with them this is the personality of godhead similarly the devotees who have taken shelter of the lord do not become influenced by the material qualities this is about pure devotees those who are third class second class i mean second class also doesn't become influenced third class devotees yes they may fall down they may become influenced um, second class he is convinced but he may not be able to convince others but first class oh he can convince anybody that's why you see any time shila prabhupad never lost an argument you just check all the conversations all the letters all the lectures every whoever has challenged him or questioned him he never once lost an argument not that he just never you know accepted defeat no <laughs> he was never defeated in an argument only once he was defeated by his own guru when he first met uh, bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur at that time to show the importance of bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur you know um, he asked the question oh but we need to have independence now because it was 1922 india was under british rule so we need independence and after that we can, we have to start preaching otherwise nobody will take our word seriously then bakshidan saraswati thakur said no this spiritual movement has nothing to do with our so called independence or non independence because everybody is dependent on the laws of material nature apratyahata this no material condition can check the progress of this movement and when prabhupad was defeated by bakshidan saraswati thakur then he in his heart he accepted him yes this is my spiritual master and he was thinking that 
the movement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the mission of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is in the right hands. You know, so that's when he accepted already in the heart, although the initiation took place 11 years later. So, otherwise, Srila Prabhupada never lost an argument. Hmm. Another verse, Srimad Bhagavatam, Kanto 10, Chapter 88, Text 5. Harir hinir gunah sakshat purushah prakriteh paraha sasarvadrig upadrashta tambhajan nirguno bhavet. Lord Hari, however, has no connection with the material modes. He is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the all-seeing eternal witness, who is transcendental to material nature. One who worships Him becomes similarly free from the material modes. This is important. So, again, the same point iterated. So, these are the qualifications of a Uttama Adhikari who is qualified to sit on that post of a Guru, Diksha Guru. Shiksha Guru... One can be, there is no compulsion that he has to be an Uttamadhikari. And Vartma Pradarshaka Guru also, there is no compulsion. But Chaitya Guru of course is Paramatma. But Diksha Guru has to be a pure devotee. First class, Uttamadhikari, Mahabhagavat, Bhagavat Sreshta, Bhagavat Uttama. All these words apply to the first class Guru, first class devotee and he only can occupy that post. Get that very solidly in your head because now we are going to see all the counter arguments. Not exactly now, but after some time. Next, although he may be qualified to be a guru with all these qualifications, unless he receives authorization from his guru, from higher authorities, he cannot accept the post of guru. He cannot assume the post of a guru. So, this is also explained. So, authorization of Diksha Guru. Now, until now, we have seen the qualifications of Diksha Guru. What is his status in devotional life? And now we are seeing the authorization of Diksha Guru. So, we have three references. One is Srila Prabhupada's letter to Janardhan on 26th of April 1968. On the whole, you may know, because he was asking about somebody, Guru. Um, so, Prabhupada was replying to that letter. On the whole, you may know that he is not a liberated person and therefore he cannot initiate any person to Krishna consciousness. It requires... Uh, special spiritual benediction from higher authorities. Look at that again. First of all, he has to be liberated. Okay. And then next, he has to receive benediction from higher authorities. Two things. So, if even if he is liberated, if he is not, no benediction from higher authorities to or authorization to become Guru, then he should not become Guru. Hmm. Next. Srimad Bhagavatam, Kanto 4, Chapter 8, Text 54, Purport. Prabhupada says here, One should take initiation from a bona fide spiritual master coming in the disciplic succession who is authorized by his predecessor spiritual master. This is called Diksha Vidhana. Okay? Who is authorized by his predecessor spiritual master. Diksha Vidhan. Vidhan means the process, the the method. Now, Srila Prabhupada's lecture. Hmm? After the lecture, there was question answer session. It was a Bhagavad Gita lecture on the 28th of um, October 1975. Indian man asked the question When did you begin to become the spiritual leader of Krishna consciousness? Srila Prabhupada said, What is that? <laughs> Brahmananda repeated the question. He is asking, When did you become the spiritual leader of Krishna consciousness? Srila Prabhupada replied, 
when my guru maharaj ordered me this is the guru parampara then indian man indian man asked um, did it uh, because he was asking did it how how did he, you know uh, in, you know authorize you or something he was asked he was asking did it then probal cut him off he said try to understand don't go very speedily a guru can become guru when he is ordered by his guru that's all otherwise nobody can become guru this is very clear he can become guru only when he is ordered by his guru otherwise nobody can become guru yeah having understood this all all of this now we will go into counter arguments there are many counter arguments which we need to cover but um today we will cover one of them the rest we need to cover tomorrow and if not finish tomorrow then the day after also so we we want to go through this extensively so that because if i only show you some then if you meet anyone from iskon camp and they will offer this and that this and that argument so you should not be like in left in doubt you should see everything just everything that happened every record of every conversation whatever happened regarding this issue you should know so now um actually we can go through a few which we have kind of covered yesterday but i think we will go through the first one okay maybe we will go through one of them which is can't we take instructions from predecessor acharyas then but actually this comes later on so anyway we will go to the first one all right which is but shri prabhupad said like this before so of course this font size is very small i will now it will become big anyway i'll show you so first um class or or um, type of argument counter argument is con devotees give see first thing you have to understand that they had, don't have any documented evidence where shri prabhupad mentioned okay these people are going to be my successors they will lead the parampara from now on so he has never given such a uh, statement so therefore in, on the 28th may in the conversation that we saw yesterday in the first episode we have seen that satsrup das goswami is asking what to do about initiations particularly at that time when you are no longer with us because until then it was not clear what what is to be done 1977 may 28th almost end of may so for them it was not clear so when we when of course after the the tamal krishna goswami who was the secretary of prabhupad at this time he was the one who manipulated the whole thing and started the whole guru pogus guru system in iskon that is current until now of course because of that aparad you know unfortunately he has passed away in a horrible car crash in 2001 um but he is the one who started this whole damage <coughs> he interpreted the he purposely interpreted the the 
appointment of ritviks as appointment of gurus so anyway the whole guru system started and only later when in 1986 and 1989 that was when these letters were coming out because the general body of devotees they did not know of all this jolan and letter and may 28th conversation all this was not known nobody even knew these tapes were not even released until then so they just accepted what was told by the gbc and the gbc was corrupt and therefore the whole problem started that way but when these documents surfaced when everything was being documented and you know the veda base was being created and all the every letter and everything was you know compiled collated and everything organized because you see prabhupada wrote a letter to this devotee that devotee how we have access to all these things because all those devotees shared all that information it was a lot of work to actually consolidate everything and make a whole a database of everything that prabhupada has said and wrote so it all took time it more took more than a decade and that's when all these things came out and when they came out as devotees were reading so they found these things that hey come on there is something here which is doesn't coincide with the truth and they were already feeling something is wrong even sundagopal prabhu used to say that even in as early as 1989 he felt something was wrong something was re- actually no not even that sorry even sorry 1981 1980 and 81 because he hamsudutta swami was the guru in this area at that time and he was doing horrible things he was getting completely drunk and he was stealing you know he in singapore in singapore even he came here and stole from the shops pens you know expensive pens these kind of things he stole from the shop so sunugopal prabhu had to deal with all that and he was completely drunk intoxicated doesn't wake up for morning mangalarti nothing all the, his sadhana was all off so these things he was already noticing there's something seriously wrong here and he was thinking he he used to tell us before that he was thinking why why shila prabhupad did not leave a, a system which is foolproof and which is you know safe and you know progressive for everybody why we have to deal with all this kind of crap everybody was just behaving horribly and just doing politics and so many things were going wrong so <clears throat> and actually that is the state even now in iskon but of course they cover it up and outside people do not know that but if you go in a little internally you will see so many things going on So anyway that was the way it was going for us it was passed because sunugopal prabhu has completely given up that <laughs> that that whole era in 1998 so before that it was like very something is like seriously wrong so when these documents surfaced in the beginning there were some devotees who wanted to you know present this but then their their own sadhana was not like really up to mark so nobody took them seriously and finally in 1997 a group of devotees they actually finally put this out all together and completely check like everything they put it out together and made a presentation and that was undefeated and that's when uh, sunugopal prabhu also gave up the iskon path gave up all this nonsense guru system and all the baggage that came with it then he took up this path so <clears throat> after this was presented so the iskon had to the gurus had to save their face because they've already initiated hundreds thousands of disciples and now if they say something you know they you know 
what will happen to their prestige, their position as guru and everything. So, they had to counter it. And then they countered and they have presented many arguments. So, this argument that we will see today is the argument that they said that, okay, Prabhupada said this in the July 9th, 1977, but he said like this before. He said like this before. So, what all Prabhupada said, they compiled, like regarding this guru system, like about guru. So, we will go through each one of those classes of quotations, right? One class of quotations was like this. Everyone should become guru. Amar guru desh. So, that is this. Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya Leela, Chapter 7, Text 128. This is a very famous verse. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, <coughs> Jare dekha tare kaho Krishna Upadesh, Amara Agyaya Guru Haya Tarae Desh. Instruct everyone to follow the orders of Lord Sri Krishna as they are given in the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. In this way, become a spiritual master and try to liberate everyone in this land. So they say, see, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has already given us the order. And everybody, you know, has to become guru and they have to distribute the message. So, this is one of their arguments. So, how you can say that, you know, it is not. So, but this is a Shiksha Guru. Like those four types of gurus. Shiksha Guru is the one who gives instructions, who gives teaching. He shares the knowledge about Krishna and he engages us in different kinds of services. But, he is not Uttamadhikari. And that is what Prabhupada is mentioning in the purport. You see, um, okay. See, in the purport of this verse, this is actually Shiksha Guru definition. So, as you can see, that is, one should stay at home, chant the Hare Krishna mantra and preach the instructions of Krishna as they are given in the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. That is in the purport of that verse. And two verses later in the purport, Prabhupada again mentions, one may remain a householder, a medical practitioner, an engineer or whatever, it doesn't matter. One only has to follow the instruction of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra and instruct relatives and friends in the teachings of Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. And then he continues, of course there is more. And then finally he says, it is best not to accept any disciples. It is best not to accept any disciples. This is important. So, that means what? What is this Guru then? What is Guru without disciples? <laughs> that means it is Shiksha Guru. Shiksha Guru has no initiated disciples of his own. Hmm. Uh, yes, others may, may take instructions from him and everything, but it's not that he is the initiating spiritual master for them. So, this is actually in the 7th Madhya, chapter 7, text 130, purport. So, it is best not to accept any disciples. Prabhupada is mentioning it very clearly there. So, that is, this is Shiksha Guru, therefore. So, Srila Prabhupada, in fact, many times in other instances also made such a similar statement in uh, evening darshan you know evening he was giving his darshan then this was on the 11th of may 1977 in rishikesh in india so he was saying you haven't got to manufacture anything what krishna has already said you repeat finish don't make addition alteration then you become guru I may be fool, rascal. So, we have to follow this path that you become guru, deliver your neighborhood men, associates, but speak the authoritative words of Krishna. That will act. Then it will act. Anyone can do it. Your child can do it. So, you say, I may be a rascal, but 
if I repeat with Krishna's words, that Krishna's words are you know, perfect. So therefore, just repeating that, one becomes Guru. So, even a child can do it. That means what? Now, ch- children all can become Diksha Gurus and sit on the Vyasasana and get all the worship and we should sing to them, you know, Sri Guru Charana Padma. This is not, <laughs> not the import here. A child can do it means a Sikshya Guru. Anybody can. Anybody, like you know, Srila Prabhupada used to say, uh, that Shamsundar Prabhu, there was one uh, disciple of Prabhupada, Shamsundar Prabhu, and he had a daughter, Saraswati. So, he, also, he used to make some references to her always. So, you see this three-year-old girl, uh, and anybody she meets, she will ask, do you know Krishna? Then he will say, no. Oh, Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. So, Prabhupada said this, and you see, she is also preaching. That is Guru. So that means what? Next, you know, she will be accepting and giving initiation and chanting on the beads and Gayatri. No. So, this is Shiksha Guru. So, in this, there are, in this kind of references, there are many. So, in Srila Prabhupada's lecture on the May 21st, 1976 in Honolulu, Hawaii, as you can see in the screen. Because people are in darkness, we require many millions of gurus to enlighten them. Therefore, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission, he said that every one of you become guru. Millions of gurus. So, this is all Shiksha Guru. Not everybody will be on that platform of being able to take. So, when he is speaking about this guru, it is about Shiksha Guru. That's why in the purport he said, best not to accept any disciples. Hmm. Of course, I can go to the actual verse and show you, but again, the time is of the essence because I don't want to make the yesterday's mistake. It, it went until what? Almost 11 p.m. I completely lost track of the time at the time. So, um, so, I have compiled everything here, so that is why it is all here. You can actually, you know, go and refer to all these things. You can make a note and you can see for yourself. Then, uh, another conversation, 2nd of August 1976, New Mayapur. This is, I think, uh, where is it? In America or Europe? Uh, anyway, um, I do not know. So, there it is said, uh, Srila Prabhupada said, you simply say, just always think of me, Krishna said, and just become my devotee. Just worship me and offer obeisances. Kindly do these things. So, if you can induce one person to do these four things, you become guru. Is there any difficulty? Krishna said, manmana bhava mad bhakto, madhyajimam namaskuru. So, just, uh, you know, become, always think of me, become my devotee, offer obeisances to me. And, uh, what? Worship me. And then, he, Prabhupada is saying, just induce even one person to do this. And then you become Guru. So, again, this refers to Siksha Guru. Shri Prabhupada's lecture in 21st May 1976, Honolulu. Real Guru is he who instructs what Krishna has said. You have simply to say, this is this, that's all. It is very difficult. Is it very difficult task? It means you have to simply repeat what Krishna is saying. Is it very difficult? So, repeating Krishna's words is not very difficult. Anybody can do it. It doesn't take any effort. Um, in fact, you just have to present it. You don't have to invent anything. Nothing you have to invent. That's it. That is Guru. So, that anybody can do it. Um, but why is... You, you see the previous qualifications of Guru. That is Diksha Guru. He has to be an Uttamadhikari. He has to be in a close, confidential associate of Krishna. Then Srila Prabhupada lecture on the same, again, same lecture. But I have no qualification. How can I become Guru? 
So if somebody thinks, you know, that I have no qualification, how can I become guru? Then, then he says, there is no need of qualification. Whomever you meet, you simply instruct what Krishna has said. That's all. You become guru. So on one side there is said, you know, so much qualification. Just now we have seen all the qualification. Now he is saying no qualification needed. That means Siksha Guru. Therefore, we should not. They use this argument. You see, you see. So many times Prabhupada has said, you know, we ask us to become Guru. Come on. You can't equate Siksha Guru and Diksha Guru like this. This is, you know, uh, not a proper argument. So that is one type of argument where they say Prabhupada said like this before. You see. Then another Prabhupada said before, again referring to Guru, but these were personal letters to some ambitious devotees. Okay, what was happening? That when Srila Prabhupada was even physically present here, some of his disciples wanted to become Guru and initiate disciples. One was Tushta Krishna Swami, uh, who became Siddha Swarup and who, who was in Honolulu, Hawaii, by the way, and um, Achyutananda Swami. And there was also, at a time, Kirtananda Swami, who also was in the same, in the same uh, uh, guru trip. So, all these um, people, they wanted to become gurus. So, you see how Prabhupada wrote to them. These were personal letters. Huh? These were not like Julianan's letter, like to the whole GBC and temple presidents. You know, this is the open order. So, it was not like that. It was specifically meant to them. And there was no instruction by Prabhupada that these have to be circulated among all the devotees of the movement and this is what my order is. Nothing like that. It was just a personal letter. Only 10 years after Srila Prabhupada physically departed were these letters even collected and compiled and consolidated and were made available to the general body of devotees. Now, let's look at those personal letters. We have to understand the context though. You know? Because this can be, this is, these are some of the um, quotations they use to mislead. Okay, let's see. Personal letters to ambitious disciples. First one. Srila Prabhupada's letter to Achyutananda and Jayagovinda. When is this? 1968. 1968. I mean, Prabhupada went to America just 1965 and 1966, even though ISKCON became incorporated. And 1968, two years later, you see, Prabhupada's letter, you see what the first thing I warn Achyutananda, do not try to initiate. You are not in a proper position now to initiate anyone. Don't be allured by such maya. I am training you all to become future spiritual masters, but do not be in a hurry. So, here he has like indicated, I am training you all to become future spiritual masters. Again, a spiritual master can be Dikshaguru and Shikshaguru, anything. Now, even if you take it to be meaning Dikshaguru, See, he, Prabhupada is writing to him so that at least for the time being he will stop. Because suppose, see Prabhupada is very expert in, in dealings. And Achyutananda was, Achyutananda Swami was trying to do this, you know, becoming guru, trying to initiate. He warned him, no, this is not proper. You cannot do like this. You are not in a proper position and do not be allured by such maya. Hmm? So then he encouraged him. Because if Prabhupada gives complete no-go, then he will leave the movement and he will start. And then it will become a disturbance to the other devotees. So, 
he did not want that so he tried to keep him and as he advances more he may become purified and in that way he may become humble and you know he will not do this so giving him a chance to be in the movement and get purified more therefore he encouraged yeah i'm i'm training you all to become future spiritual master but do not be in a hurry hmm. so okay 1968 right in the beginning of the his western days you know then another letter again to achutananda now you see may 16 1972 letter to achutan sometime ago you asked me my permission for accepting some disciples now the time is approaching very soon when you will have many disciples by your strong preaching work see this is again kind of encouraging him very soon the time is coming you know <laughs> see so there is an intention kind of but again you will you will have many disciples by your strong preaching work shiksha disciples okay also it can mean but again oh, even if we take it in the context of diksha again so he is encouraging this is a personal letter to achutananda it was not a because there was and first of all who can actually become guru when one is actually qualified and achutananda swami was trying to be so audacious and you know uh, ambitious is that even a qualification to become a guru there were so many like jayananda swami, jayananda swami they were very humble and they were doing all there were so many devotees who were very humbly carrying out so many services they were much more qualified than achutananda swami who was you know having that uh, a desire to become a guru in fact there is a disqualification to become a guru one has to be humble and one has to be you know shri shri radhamadam so one has to be authorized and one has to humbly wait and one has not to be very eager it is a maryada vyatikrama uh where is that verse hmm wait a second okay just hold on i need to take out this verse and show you because this is very important topic because it can be easily misunderstood and misrepresented you know so i have actually recently sent a message to somebody quoting this very thing i will just take that out okay here it is 3425 this is a important thing to understand you see how the behavior of pure devotee actually is this is uh, shrimad bhagavatam canto 3 chapter 4 text 25 yeah vidura uvacha gyanam param swatma raha ज्ञानं परं स्वात्मर प्रकाशम यदाहयोगेशरस्ते वक्त भवान्नोर्हति यदि विष्णोर्भृत्यावृत्तचरती विदुर सेट टू उद्धव दिस् वॉज आफ्टर द कॉन्टेक्स्ट इज कृष्ण ऑलरेडी लेफ्ट द प्लैनेट एंड विदुर वॉज देर उद्धव वॉज देर एंड मैत्रेय ऋषि वॉज देर थ्री एक्साल्टेड डिवोटीज वर् देर नाउ विदुर वॉन्टेड टू बी अ डिसपल and he came to uddhava please i want to become your disciple please teach me so vidura said oh uddhava because the servants of vishnu the lord wander in the interest of serving others it is quite fit that you kindly describe the self knowledge with which you have been enlightened by the lord himself so krishna spoke to uddhava a lot that is uddhava gita it is in the 11th canto of shrimad bhagavatam many many chapters so you have been instructed by the lord himself so i want to learn from you i want to become your disciple this is what 
ವಿದುರಸ ಟು ಉದ್ಧವ ನಾವು ಇಫ್ ಯು ನೋ ವಿದುರ ಇಸ್ ಎಲ್ಡರ್ ಟು ಉದ್ಧವ ಸೊ ಯು ಸಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ನಾಟ್ ನಾಟ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಬೈ ಏಜ್ ದ ವಾಸ್ ಅನದರ್ ಯು ಸಿ ನಾವು ಯು ವಿಲ್ ಸಿ ದ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ಉದ್ಧವ ವಾಚ್ ವಾಟ್ ಉದ್ಧವಸ್ ರಿಪ್ಲೈ ಉದ್ಧವ ವಾಚ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಉದ್ಧವ ಸೆಡ್ ನನು ತೇತತ್ವ ಸಂರಾಢ್ಯ ಸಂರಾಧ್ಯ ಋಷಿ ಕೌಶಾರವೋಂತಿಕೆ ಸಾಕ್ಷಾತ್ ಭಗವತಾದಿಷ್ಟೋ ಮರ್ತ್ಯಲೋಕಂ ಜಿಹಾಸತ ಶ್ರೀ ಉದ್ಧವ ಸೆಡ್ ಯು ಮೇ ಟೇಕ್ ಲೆಸನ್ಸ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಲರ್ನಡ್ ಸೇಜ್ ಮೈತ್ರೇಯ ಹೂ ಇಸ್ ನಿಯರ್ ಬೈ ಅಂಡ್ ಹೂ ಇಸ್ ವರ್ಷಿಪಬಲ್ ಫಾರ್ ರಿಸೆಪ್ಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸೆಂಡಲ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಹಿ ವಾಸ್ ಡೈರೆಕ್ಟ್ಲಿ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಟೆಡ್ ಬೈ ದ ಪರ್ಸನಾಲಿಟಿ ಆಫ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಹೆಡ್ ವೈಲ್ ಹಿ ವಾಸ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಟು ಕ್ವಿಟ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮಾಟಲ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಸಿ ವಾಟ್ ಉದ್ಧವ ಸೆಡ್ ನೋ ನಾಟ್ ಮೀ ಯು ಯು ಟೇಕ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಮೈತ್ರೇ ಮುನಿ ಮೈತ್ರೇ ಋಷಿ ನಾವು ಇನ್ ದ ಪರ್ಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಲೆಟ್ ಸಿ ಆಲ್ದೋ ಒನ್ ಮೇ ಬಿ ವೆರಿ ಒನ್ ಮೇ ಬಿ ವೆಲ್ ವರ್ಸ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸೆಂಡೆಂಟಲ್ ಸೈನ್ಸ್ ಒನ್ ಶುಡ್ ಬಿ ಕೇರ್ಫುಲ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ದ ಒಫೆನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಮರ್ಯಾದ ವ್ಯತಿಕ್ರಮ ಮರ್ಯಾದ ವ್ಯತಿಕ್ರಮ ದ ಒಫೆನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಮರ್ಯಾದ ವ್ಯತಿಕ್ರಮ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದಟ್ ಆರ್ ಇಂಪರ್ಟಿನೆಂಟ್ಲಿ ಸರ್ಪಾಸಿಂಗ್ ಅ ಗ್ರೇಟರ್ ಪರ್ಸನಾಲಿಟಿ according to scriptural injunction one should be very careful of transgressing the law of maryada vyatikrama because by doing by so doing <coughs> one loses his duration of life his opulence fame and piety and the blessings of all the world <coughs> this is actually a translation of the verse 10446 ayu shriyam yasho dharmam lokan asisha evacha hanti shriyam se sarvani pumso mahadatikrama so anyway so um one should be careful of transgressing the law of maryada vyatikrama what is this maryada vyatikrama so maryada means etiquette vyatikrama means transgression of vaishnava etiquette what is this to be well versed in the transcendental science necessitates awareness of the techniques of spiritual science hmm to be well versed in transcendental science means not just you know i know yes krishna i know so yeah, i know everything i can become guru no so much nuances so much details and finer aspects of devotional service that one must be expert in hmm. to be well versed in the transcendental science necessitates awareness of the techniques of spiritual science uddhava being well aware of these all these technicalities of transcendental science advised vidura to approach maitreya rishi to receive transcendental knowledge vidura vidura wanted to accept uddhava as his spiritual master but uddhava did not accept the post because vidura was as old as uddhava's father and therefore uddhava could not accept him as his disciple especially when maitreya was present nearby the rule is that in the presence of a higher personality higher personality one should not be very eager to impart instructions you see this the rule is that in the presence of a higher personality one should not be very eager to impart instructions even if one is competent and well versed this is the etiquette if somebody is more advanced we should not be very much you know oh in front of him we we you know, we 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 no don't let him speak and we speak it is not good maryada vyatikrama so even if one is competent and well versed so uddhava decided to send an elderly person like vidura to maitreya another elderly person but he was well versed also because he was directly instructed by the lord while he was about to quit this mortal world since both uddhava and maitreya were directly instructed by the lord both had the authority to become the spiritual master of vidura or anyone else uh, but maitreya being elderly had the first claim to becoming a spiritual master especially for vidura who was much older than uddhava one should not be eager to become a spiritual master cheaply for the sake of profit and fame but should become a spiritual master only for the service of the lord the lord never tolerates the impertinence of maryada vyatikrama 
one should never pass over the honor due to an elderly spiritual master in the interests of one's own personal gain and fame impertinence on the path of the pseudo spiritual master is very risky to progressive spiritual realization so this was what achutananda was doing and prabhupada encouraged him okay you know you wanted to become guru you know you, you very soon you become guru so because that, that that disease was still there you know so but why he was encouraging him he did not say the same thing to another humble devotee who was like just involved in services and you know he did not have any desire like this he was just so many devotees like that were there they would have been even more qualified than him because of he is in a risky position you know he was he is wanting to become guru you know on his own right so to calm him yes you know to encourage him at the same time you know to keep him in the movement and slowly purify him you know prabhupad you know he wrote like this it's an individual letter this letter this kinds of letters we will see more even now they will offer as argument opposing the july 9th letter which is the last instruction just before he left okay even if okay now here prabhupada is saying okay and you will become spiritual master very soon right then why why did um satsurup das goswami asked the question what to do about initiations particularly at the time and no longer with us prabhupada would have easily said no i, I already told achutananda that you know he can become guru i already told him no prabhupada never said ritvika will appoint ritviks hmm. so he encouraged him in a, in a personal way in a, in, to to curb his ambitions but we should not take that as the oh now this is the what prabhupada actually wanted you know no so again going on shri prabhupada's letter to hamsadutta in on the 1st of october 1974 i have heard that there is some worship of yourself by the other devotees prabhupada said you know in the letter because hamsadutta was being worshiped when it was this 1974 you see i have heard that there is some worship of yourself by the other devotees of course it is proper to offer obeisances to a vaishnava but not in the presence of the spiritual master after the departure of the spiritual master it will become it will come to that stage but now wait otherwise it will become it will create factions again wait for me to die you know prabhupada is saying like this a disciple should feel completely mortified by hearing these words how wow i how can i think like this you know he should so prabhupada is you know saying like this wait for me to go uh, which disciple wants a disciple guru ma guru to guru maharaj to go but he's saying like you, know, you have this ambition but it is especially more um disastrous when you do it in my presence at least wait until i i pass away so prabhupada knew actually that's why he said uh, in 1977 that there are few devotees in our movement that they want to see me dead and gone now they're waiting for me to die so like that you know this is uh, the risk that a your devotee like prabhupad takes you know he took so much risk you know amongst all these people you know who had their own personal ambitions and you know, that was the thing that was going on so anyway you see how he he tried to again at least do it don't do it in my presence giving him the hope at the same time giving him the chance to be in the movement for him to get purified and eventually he will probably understand that you know this is uh, i shouldn't be doing this you know the, so that was the whole idea again another letter this was tushta krishna 2nd december 1975 he was the, uh, out of all of them this tushta krishna was the most adamant about becoming guru achutananda they they okay they, they understood and eventually they did not have that but of course they, 
Hamsudu uh, went on to become a guru. Later on, of course, he realized, recently, only a few days ago, he passed away. So, he realized that after having fallen down completely from grace and going into illicit sex, gambling, uh, no, intoxication, completely fallen, I mean, completely fallen. He was drunk almost to the last days of his life. So, but um, he was, he at least understood at one point that, you know, I have to, uh, this is not correct, what I, I am not at all qualified to become a guru. So, he apologized. So, at least that much honesty is there after having tasted the bitter pill. But this Tushta Krishna, he was the most adamant. He was in Hawaii, Honolulu and he already started his own movement called Haribol movement. And he already started that time. So, Prabhupada actually even went to Hawaii and, you know, spoke to him and and later on he, you know, wrote letters first and then after that went there and spoke to him personally and so many things happened. So, this is one of the such letters, you see. Keep trained up very rigidly and then you are bona fide guru. And you can accept disciples on the same principle. But as a matter of etiquette, it is the custom that during the lifetime of your spiritual master, you bring the prospective disciples to him. And in his absence or disappearance, you can accept disciples without any limitation. This is the law of disciplic succession. I want to see my disciples become bona fide spiritual master and spread Krishna consciousness very widely. That will make me and Krishna very happy. You see, how he is still encouraging him, so merciful, he is still encouraging him, even though he had such a big ambition. Still he encouraged him. I want, yes, I want you all to become spiritual master. But again, this was a personal letter. He never said that, you know, I already told Krishna, I told Achutananda, I told Hamsa Dutta. Okay. May 28, 1977. Why Sasarudas Goswami? Nobody even knew of these letters, you know. These letters were compiled in 1985, 1986, 1987. Then only these all came out. Until then, nobody even knew. So, these were all personal letters only. Hmm. But, see, especially these people who were being ambitious, they were completely unqualified. In fact, the, the first disqualification of it is to become, is to have that ambition to become a guru. That means you are first of all disqualified. Uh, so, but Prabhupada, you see, is how he is still encouraged, encouraged, encouraged. You know, yes, you know, you can accept disciples on the same principle. Yes, you are bona fide guru. You keep trained up very rigidly. But as a matter of etiquette, it is, custom, it is the custom that during the lifetime of your spiritual master, you bring the prospective disciples to him. And in his absence, you see how he is saying, your spiritual master, you disciples to him, although it is actually himself. You can say... You bring prospective disciples to me. But this is how, because of humility, Prabhupada say his. You see? And in his absence or disappearance, you can accept disciples without any In his absence. Whose absence? In his absence. So, he could have said, in my absence, you can, you know, you can accept disciples. So, but until then, you bring them to me. But you see how he said, you bring them to your spiritual master. So, that is Prabhupada's way of presenting himself. Even when, when he says, I have done this, he will never say, I have done this like this. So, he will say, we have done this by the Krishna's mercy. We. So, this is some of the finer etiquette we have to learn also. So, when we are saying something, you know, um, not uh, I did this, I did that, no. We did this. So, we is more humble expression than I did this. So, even Prabhupada could could have easily said, you you bring them to me. No, you bring them to your spiritual master. Uh, You you bring the prospective disciples to him and in his absence, that's why in the May 28th conversation, if you see, I don't know if you remember, yesterday we have gone through. Whose disciple? He, his disciple, 
who is initiating. Do you remember? He is his disciple who is initiating. Again, that actually is him. He is initiating. But he speaks like that. So, we have to understand these, these uh, finer technicalities of Vaishnava etiquette. How a Vaishnava should speak. That's why Arjuna asked, how does a Vaishnava speak? How does a self-realized soul speak? And how does he walk? How does he sit? How does he you know, uh, do everything? So, why he asked those symptoms? Because we need to understand how a devotee speaks. Prabhupada showed this in his personal example. Although he was referring to himself, he would talk about himself in the third person. Uh, not me, me. Your spiritual master. Him, his. So, in that way. That's why in the, in the May 20th conversation also, he said, yes, you know, um, he is, whose disciples are they? Satsurubhadas Goswami asked. Because Prabhupada said Ritvik already. Then Satsurubhadas Goswami did not understand. So, he said, whose disciples are they? So, he said, uh, who is initiating? Uh, his disciples, his disciples, who is initiating. So that means it's him. So again, so these things have to be understood. Hmm. Not that quoting Prabhupada out of context and making uh, bringing out another churning out another interpretation out of it. This is very dangerous. Hmm. Because in the end, in the end, nobody will be cheated but yourself. Uh, if we do this, we ourselves will be cheated. So, no point, no point, just be very honest, just be very honest. These were all personal letters to ambitious disciples who wanted to become Guru even when Prabhupada was around. They did not even want to wait until Prabhupada left. So, even as early as 1968, can you imagine, when he's just only one or two years into the movement, he wanted to become Guru. <laughs> in that case, if you have to take that count, I have been here 15 years. So, what? I am more qualified, right? I mean, if you see, they were, what, 1960... 766 they joined. 1977 Prabhupada left. 10, 11 years only they were in the movement by the time. And they became gurus. It's not that we are not saying in 11 years one cannot become guru. Prabhupada said one second is enough. But yeah, that is what level. Generally it is not the case. And April 22nd, 1977, Tamal Krishna Goswami said to Prabhupada, I have seen myself and all your disciples. None of us are qualified to become guru. First of all, he is thinking about becoming guru. That itself is the wrong thing. And then he saw that there is no qualification there. Then yeah, Prabhupada said, yeah. <laughs> therefore, the training must go on. So, <laughs> so, therefore, we have to understand these things very closely. Mm. We should not be misled by these, these kind of, as all these, these letters are shown. We should not be misled. We should understand what context they, are, they were written in. Alright? So, these were some of the letters to ambitious disciples. Then, we have other personal letters. This was to Ketananda Swami. This is a little more general. See, 1969, first, uh, 12th January. You see what Prabhupada said. By 1975, all of those who have passed all of the above examinations will be specifically empowered to initiate and increase the number of the Krishna consciousness population. By 1975. But nothing like that happened in 1975. Almost, although at 1975, what actually happened was, we will be specifically empowered to initiate, right? Yeah, at that time, 1975 in fact, this was in 1969, this letter. In 1975 is when Prabhupada authorized Kirtananda to actually chant on the beads, you know, and do it on his behalf. It actually happened in 1975. So, it is not that he became a guru, but he became a representative of Srila Prabhupada. So, specifically empowered to initiate, just like he empowered the Ritviks to initiate, but on his behalf. 
So, again that actually is pointing to Ritvik. But even if you say Guru, still actually Kirtananda was another person who was nicely becoming, you know, having uh, uh, Guru ideas in his new Vrindavan farm. He was doing very weird things. Prabhupada at one point he said, you know, this, you know, in one letter he said, we have a, every morning before Bhagavatam class, we read uh, Prabhupada Sikshamrita, which is the letters of Prabhupada. So, one, at one point, even all these letters to Kirtananda Swami were there. And Prabhupada said, I regret preaching to this person and making him a devotee. I should have just left him in that, that Bowery where he was a hippie and drug addict. I should have just left him there. Such damage he has done. Of course, he was the first sannyasa disciple, yes. But then so much damage he has done after that. He, pre- he was preaching complete Mayavad philosophy in the temple, in Prabhupada's presence. I mean, not Prabhupada was not in the temple. He was another temple, same United States of America. But he, in his temple, was preaching complete Mayavad. And the, and the downline devotees were complaining to Prabhupada, writing letters to him, see what he is doing. So, first, you know, he generally asked them, you know, okay, you pray to Krishna that he give him good intelligence like that. And then it became even more rampant and more rampant. And in that way, he, Prabhupada was so disgusted with him. He said, I should have just left him there. And of course, later on, he became a guru after Prabhupada left and, you know, he went into pedophile, had sex with so many boys. He was instrumental in the, he was mastermind behind the murder of three devotees in the New Vrindavan. Horrible. I mean, we will go through. Actually, what happened in his con, like, we should have some context. Like, what Prabhupada's system is, perfect system, and what it was replaced by in his con. We will see that in the future episodes of this series. Because it's very important to understand how this whole thing happened, how dirty it was, how disgusting it was. It's horrendous, you know, to say the least. So, we have to understand all this in context. So, now that we have understood what Prabhupada's order was, like all these documents, evidence. So, these are the these are the evidences that they present to counter those arguments. Okay? This was in 1969. Something which Prabhupada said in 1977, they want to counter with a statement that was made in 1969 in a particular circumstance to a particular individual who had a particular problem. And to address that particular problem, he had written a particular letter. And that they will, they, they, use, they came and showed as a uh, counter argument to this you know worldwide directive that to all GBC and temple presidents how important is that and compared to some obscure letter to Kirtanananda when he was having some nonsense going on or Achyutananda or Tushta Krishna Swami and all these things so we have to understand the context again um, another letter to Madhusudan in 1967 remember all these years huh? Just the movement started only. Okay. Just started. Not even took off properly. He said, Anyone following the order of Lord Chaitanya under the guidance of his bona fide representative can become a spiritual master and I wish that in my absence all my disciples become the bona fide spiritual master to spread the Krishna consciousness throughout the whole world. Yes. So, whether it was men- mentioning as Sikshaguru or Dikshaguru, that is up to... But even if we take as Dikshaguru, yes, Prabhupada's desire was there. Okay. He wanted, you know, Prabhupada can always change his, you know, desire as the circumstances would fit. Okay? So, he can do anything. And this was 1967. It was very, very new. He was thinking, yes, you know, there will be... But then when it did not happen, no one was qualified as on 22nd April 1977. 
and clearly no one was qualified until Prabhupada left. Nobody was qualified. And even there was qualification, there was no order from Prabhupada because he said even in May 28th, on my order, but on my order, you know, then you become a regular guru, but on my order. So, where is the order? Where is the, until now, they cannot produce a document. We have so much to show. They have nothing to show like that. Nothing to show. They have this, this past obscure letters to individuals. So, this, again, all this ambitious, this, you know, this kind of, of course, this Madhusudan Prabhu, I think, was not ambitious. He just, you know, said in a, in a way to encourage him. So, in this way, I don't know, actually, the particular circumstances of Madhusudan Prabhu. But the others, yes, very much aware because we read, we read so much about them. So, these were other personal letters which they also show as a counter-argument. Right? Now, if those can be shown from previous instances, so we also have opposing statements by Prabhupada himself about Guru. Let's see. Previous instances. You see, Srila Prabhupada in the press conference, 1975, 16 July, reporter asks, what will happen to the movement in the United States when you die? Srila Prabhupada said, I will never die. I should have been in the next line, right? Oh, it became small. Okay. Turned into one. Okay. There you go. So, what will happen to the movement in the United States when you die? Srila Prabhupada said, I will never die. All the devotees, Jai, Haribol, everybody was, you know, with happiness, they were laugh, laughing. Srila Prabhupada said, I shall live for my, uh, shall live through my books actually, not for my books, I don't know why it's, I shall live in my books and you will utilize, I will live through my books, I think it's not for there, I think there was a mistake in the copy or something, I shall live through my books and you will utilize, so what is this statement then? He should have said, no, I have appointed Achyutananda, I have appointed Tushta Krishna Swami, I have appointed uh, Kirtananda Swami, I have appointed uh, Madhusudan, I have appointed, uh, who is the other one? Who is the other one? They were actually, not only they, there were more, there were Vishnujan Swami, there was Brahmananda Swami, um, there were four, in 1972, there was a kind of a mutiny. These four uh, devotees, sannyasis, they wanted to become Guru. But somehow Srila Prabhupada again stopped that also. So with great effort. So of course they changed their ways after that. Um, they never repeated that again. But you see these things were going on at the time when Prabhupada was present. So if if they can quote something you know in the, in the past, then there are also similar I mean opposing quotes in the past. When especially when the you see the reporter, a disciple would never ask. What will happen to this movement when you die, Prabhupada? Nobody will ask, right? But a reporter, because he's a he's a complete new, new newbie, he doesn't know how the etiquette of asking for a, asking a great saintly person, and he just asked. He was where it was somewhere in America, you know, this press conference. So a reporter, he does not know Vaishnava etiquette. You know, he's just an outsider. Nobody will ever ask, you know, the guru that you know what will happen when you die. You know, <laughs> nobody will ask. But he asked. So at least there is an open open question there. And Prabhupada would have, could have easily said, no, I am appointing some of them. No, but he said, I will never die. Huh? I shall live in my books and you will utilize. And then another quote. Shri Prabhupada in the Chaitanya Charitamrita lecture in 1975 on the 6th of April. Mayapur. Don't become premature Acharya. First of all, remember this is 1975. Huh? 
when just when the Sushta Krishna problem was going on in Hawaii, 1975 also. But anyway, the, this lecture was in Mayapur. So don't become premature Acharya. First of all, follow the orders of Acharya. First of all, follow the orders of Acharya. And you become mature. Then it is better to become Acharya. Because we are interested in preparing Acharya. But the etiquette is, at least for the period the Guru is present, one should not become Acharya. Even if he is complete, he should not. Because the etiquette is, if somebody comes for becoming initiated, it is the duty of such person to bring that prospective candidate to his Acharya. Again, he is teaching actually to himself. But again, his Acharya. Referring to himself, but you see how he is presenting himself. And then he continues in the same lecture. And to become Acharya is not very difficult. Amar Agnya Guru Haya Taray Desh Yara Dekha Tarekaha Krishna Upadesh. By following my order, you become Guru. Then in future, suppose you have got now 10,000. We shall expand to 100,000. Then that is required. Then 100,000 to million, million to 10 million. So, he is counting his own you know, the disciples. Now the 10,000 will go to even you know, more, 10 million. So, he never said that you will accept you know, your disciples. He never said like this. He never, he never said about Diksha Guru here. He again quoted that same verse, Amar Agnya Guru Haya Tare Desh, where in the purport, you know, he mentioned it best not to accept disciples. That is again Siksha Guru. That same verse is being, you know, here quoted. So now, these things also can be shown. So he said, don't become premature. First of all, follow the orders of Acharya. Where is the order of Acharya to become an Acharya on your own right? There is no such order. So first follow the order first. If the order is not there for you to become Guru, then don't become Guru. Be a humble disciple and be a Siksha Guru. Even if you are a pure devotee, become Siksha Guru and preach to everybody. And make so many devotees. And still hand them over to Prabhupada as his disciples. What is the problem? Hmm. So, these are some of the opposing from the past. Now, let us come to the conclusion of this argument. So, so how to answer this thing that, oh, Prabhupada said so many things. Now, it is ambiguous because, uh, you know, according to them. You know, see, Prabhupada said in 1977, July 9 letter, you are saying this way. Yes, Prabhupada pointed Rithviks and Rithviks and Rithviks. But in those days, you know, he, he said, Acharya and Acharya, Guru and this and that. So, how? What, what, what? No. So, there are two instructions. Now, let us come to the conclusion. So, this is from excerpt from a lecture of Srila Prabhupada on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 5, Text 3 on um, in Hyderabad, India, April 15, 1975. Achutananda. This is the same person who wanted to become Guru in 1968. Of course, he, he, he changed himself. You see, Prabhupada gave him that a little hope. No, you, you will become Guru, but wait now. Don't become Guru. This You are not qualified. So, he waited and then he was within the movement and he eventually he became... He actually went astray a little bit because he was going to... In India, he was going through all this... Uh, um, different, different Babas, Gurus, Yogis and uh, Swamis. and So, he was getting a little bit contaminated, but Prabhupada saved him. Um... Many times he, he disagreed with Prabhupada also because he did not want to stay in India. And Prabhupada said, you can say that, I, you know, but I have no choice. I will have to um, do anything that, you know, for the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement. You are saying that you don't want to do this, do not want to do that, but do I have a choice? Uh, so, similarly, you should also think that I should not, I have no choice. Whatever my Guru has ordered me, I should do. So, Prabhupada said, even for me, because Achyutananda was saying in India, it is very inconvenient, you know, it is 
I'm not used to this kind of lifestyle and all these things, you know. And Prabhupada said, I am also not used to what the life is in the West. I have never been used to this temperature and my age, what is my age and what is your age? And I have taken all trouble to preach this movement all over the world. And you should learn from my example. And you should also take some inconvenience. That means preacher. Preacher means inconvenience. So, there was a lot of correspondence between Achyutananda and uh, Sri Prabhupada. Uh, yes, Achyutananda Swami also did a lot of service also. But again, okay, anyway, he is the one reading this. So, Achyutananda is reading. Reads questions put by the audience. So, one of the question was, Krishna says in the end of Gita, Sarvadharman Parityajya, 18 chapter 66th verse. But in another place in the Gita, twice it is mentioned, Shreyan Svadharmo Paradharmo Bhayavaha. One should perform his own duty rather than another's duty. And then now, and even in the beginning, you know, Yada Yada Dharmasya Glanir Bhavati Bharata, Abhyutana Madharmasya Tadatmanam Srijamyaham. So to re-establish Dharma Samsthapanarthaya Sambhavama Yuge Yuge, to establish Dharma, I will come every Yuga. But then in the end he says, Sarvadharman Parityajya. Here he is saying, to establish Dharma, I come. And in the end, he is saying, you will give up all dharmas and surrender unto me. Looks contradictory, right? So, what is the answer? So, you know, saying one thing here and one thing there. And he is saying that, you know, in the chapter 3, text 35 and chapter 18, text 47, Krishna says that, Swadharma, Paradharma Bhayabhava, I think. Can we go to the verse and see? So that... You will get an idea of what we are talking about. See, so that person was asking this question, like you see, 18th chapter last and towards the end he said, Sarvadharman Parityajya, give up all varieties of religion and surrender unto me. But then before he said, in the, you know, this, this verse he was quoting, Shreyo Shreyan Svadharmo Viguna Paradharmat Svanushtitat Svadharme Nidhanam Shreya Paradharmo Bhayavaha. It is far better to discharge one's prescribed duties even though faultily than others, another's duties perfectly. Destruction in the course of performing one's own duty is better than engaging in another's duties for to follow another's path is dangerous. Own duties means like Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Sutra or whatever you know in one's Varnashram position is accordingly and woman's position according to Stri Dharma. So whatever your position is in society, you do your Swadharma. That is what is you know described here. And then in 18th chapter 47th verse, we have again Sreyan Svadharmo Viguna Paradharmasvanushtita Svabhavaniyatam Karma Kurvan Napnotikil Visham. So, this is the first two lines are the same in both the verses. But you see here, just almost similar. It is better to engage in one's own occupation even though one may perform it imperfectly than to accept another's occupation and perform it perfectly. Duties prescribed according to one's nature are never affected by sinful reactions. And even if we take the argument a little further, like he, he spoke about karma, karma yoga, he spoke about jnana yoga, he, so, he spoke about dhyana yoga. Um, so many yogas, you know, he spoke. So much information. So, we should we follow that? or And he also spoke about impersonalism. And that's why in the 12th chapter, okay, first take third chapter. Third chapter, Arjuna is asking similar question. Arjuna Vacha, this is chapter 3, text 1. Jayasi Chetkar Manaste Mata Buddhir Janardana Tatkim Karmani Ghoremam Niyo Jayasi Keshava. Arjuna said, O Janardana, O Keshava, why do you want to engage me in this ghastly warfare if you think that intelligence is better than fruitive work? See, you have spoke about fruitive work which is Karma Yoga and intelligence which is Jnana Yoga or Buddhi Yoga. You have, spoke, you have spoken like um, in, a, in a 
what is that word uh, equivocally you have spoke e- spoken equivocally like which is better now i mean i'm not unable to discern so you please tell me for certain what is be- best and similar question actually there was one uh, yeah so okay. there's another time also i don't remember exactly when but there's this bhagavad gita chapter 12 text 1 See, Arjuna is asking, Evam satata yuktaye bhaktas tvampar yupasate ye cha pyaksharam avyaktam tesham ke yoga vittamaha. Arjuna inquired, which, were, which are considered to be more perfect? Those who are always properly engaged in your devotional service or those who worship the impersonal Brahman, the unmanifested? So, which is better? So, in this way, he was asking, which is better, which is better? So, there is karma yoga, there is jnana yoga, there is dhyana yoga. Dhyana yoga means all that meditation, you know, the yogi meditation in the forests, you know, they used to do that one. So, in this way, there are so many yogas you have mentioned and bhakti yoga, you know, you mentioned. So, which, which one I have to follow now? And then finally, you say, Sarvadharman Parityaja, give up all dharma and surrender unto me. So, which one I have to follow? Because so many. Hmm. So, that was the question of this audience, this person. Prabhupada said, yes. So, Achutananda was asking, how can we... Then Prabhupada understood, so he is answering now. I may say many things to you. But when I say something directly, do it. Your first duty is to do that. You cannot argue, sir, you said me you said me like this before. No, that is not your duty. What I say now, you do it. That is obedience. You cannot argue. Same. They may say, oh, Prabhupada said about Guru this way, 1967, 1968, 1972, 1975, to this obscure personal, personal letters to somebody. You know, see, he spoke about Guru. What I said now, you do it. You cannot argue. Huh? That is obedience. You cannot argue. Of course, Krishna never said anything contradictory. Same way, even Prabhupada never said anything contradictory. Never. But even if you think it is contradictory, you follow now what Prabhupada said, 1977, the last one, what he said, you follow that. Why you go to before, before, before? Go and follow now. Of course, Krishna never said anything contradictory, but when, if when one thinks foolishly that Krishna said something contradictory, no, that is not to be. You could not understand. That's why you think it is contradictory. So, that is exactly the same thing in Prabhupada's saying. They could not understand. Just, you know, on the same platform, you, you, you mention those letters and then mention this, you know, Julian and letter. You see, see, there is, there is, there is conflict. No. You could not understand. What were the circumstances and why Prabhupada wrote? You could not understand. There was nothing contradictory. But if you think it is contradictory, then you do now what I say. So, it completely nullifies their all their previous arguments that they put forward. So, even though you could not understand, you take my direct orders now. Sarvadharman Parityajya Maamekam Charanam Raja. That is your business. The master says like that and that servant's business is to accept it as it is without any argument. Without any argument. And in regards to this, I want to show you how we should accept the spiritual master's order without argument. We have nice... um, Shlokas for this. Um, but for for topic's sake, I will just go to the next one. Okay. After that, we will come back to this. That without any argument, that phrase, I want to show you two slokas, very nice slokas. So that is about Prabhupada is saying, Don't don't bring me all this, you know, because you sir, you said like this before. No. Now what I say you do now. So that is how exactly we have to accept. So in the in the 1977, just you know, four months before he left, he issued a order and he never changed anything after that. 
that's it that has to be followed is already given okay next we will keep this open we will go to the next one then there is a chaitanya charitamrita antilila chapter 8 text 80 purva parayor madhye paravidhir balavan between the former rule and the rat- latter rule the latter is more important means a, a, a rule that was before and the rule that is later the later rule is more important this is from the nyaya literatures this was quoted in the in the chaitanya charitamrita the verse itself is this antilila chapter 8 text 80 it's not even in the purport the verse itself purva parayor madhye paravidhir balavan the the latter rule is more important than the former rule this is even in logic this is the nyaya nyaya shastra this is also the the principle okay next even the example of bhajagovindam sankracharya adi sankracharya he is preached so much impersonal philosophy mayavad philosophy but in the end he said bhajagovindam bhajagovindam govindam bhajamudhamate samprapte sannihite kale nahi nahi rakshati dukhrin karane so this was his mohamudgara first verse first verse so what he said worship govinda worship govinda worship govinda oh fool rules of grammar will not save you at the time of your death because shankaracharya has manipulated the grammar of sanskrit and he presented the vedas in a twisted way that even the greatest of scholars would feel bewildering uh, so in that way he 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 bewildered them so but then finally he gives his own own uh, advice you give up nahi nahi rakshati dukrin karana dukrin karana dukrin means it's it's a it is a grammatical rule so he used that word because he was mentioning all these grammatical you know arrangements and you know manipulation will not help you at the time of death just worship govinda that's all you need to do so his last order is more important than all that mayavad philosophy that is mentioned but of course because the disciples are foolish they follow the former rule only they still followed the impersonalistic philosophy but this was what he was asking in the end so similarly this has this has to be considered more important than the previous one so krishna has said many things in the bhagavad gita but the sarva dharman parityajya mamekam saranam braja is more important than anything else hmm? similarly prabhupad may have said many things and actually he said nothing contradictory he is just trying to encourage those ambitious disciples at the same time in the end he said you follow this system particularly at that time when you no longer with us yes i will appoint some of you as ritvik and what is that what what ritvik who, who? julian and letter and in that letter you see the first line referring to recently when the gbc met his divine grace in vrindavan because after that the gbc all were dispersed they were going here and there and that was the conversation it was referring to and in that conversation the first question was particularly at that time when you no longer with us and now the julian and letter is there and clear ritvik 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 and all what is that uh, disciple of prabhupad disciple of prabhupad disciple of prabhupad three times four times so last that is the last after that there was no other order and there was never not even one document where prabhupada said oh you next oh, this person will come no never now how should we accept coming back to this point without any argument how the spiritual master's order should be accepted without any argument we will go to this verses after this we will take questions all right this will be the final for today after these two verses and we will take questions and uh, tomorrow we will continue even more of these arguments all the arguments that they put forward everything <clears throat>
If you have any questions until this point, you leave it there in the comments below. But please keep it relevant to the topic. That is our utmost importance because we just want to keep this session to this topic. We don't want questions from all over the place because we have, we, you will have chance to ask other questions in other sessions when we will cover those topics. Hmm? All right. This is the one. Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhulila Chapter 10, Verse 144. Bhatta Kohe means Sarvuham Bhattacharya is saying, Guru Agya Hoi Balavan, Guru Agya Nalaghe Shastra Praman. He says, Sarvuham Bhattacharya said, The order of the spiritual master is very strong and cannot be disobeyed. That is the injunction of the Shastras, the revealed scriptures. Then he quotes from the revealed scriptures. So, this is from Raghuvamsha. Raghuvamsha, if you do not know what it is, so it is actually an um, um, epic poem by Kalidas and he is uh, describing all the Raghuvamsha, the, the family of Lord Ramchandra. So, this is a particular incident where this quote, verse is quoted. Sashushruvan matari bhargavena Piturni yogat prahritam dvishadvat pratyagrahida grajashasanam tat agnya gurunam hiya vicharaniya. Being ordered by his father, Parshuram killed his mother, Renuka, just as if she were an enemy. When Lakshman, the younger brother of Lord Ramachandra, heard of this, he immediately engaged himself in the service of his elder brother and accepted his orders. The order of the spiritual master must be obeyed without consideration. Now, um, you, should, you should know the context of this. This is from the Raghuvamsha 1446. So, when I actually went, when I saw this verse, I mean actually Sundagopal Prabhu showed this verse about a few months ago. So when we saw this verse, I, I could not understand what what um, father ordered his son to kill the mother, and then Lakshman heard this and he accepted Ramachandra's order. So what is this? So we went to the context of it. So we actually looked up Raghuvamsha in the internet, and fortunately, there is actually a full translation of the Raghuvamsha by some uh, uh, Hanumantarao, I think his name is. So it was there in the internet. So, we went to the Raghuvamsha. We went to this 14th chapter, 46th verse. We found this very verse, this very shloka here. We found this. Then we just saw a few verses before this, what was happening, what this verse is all about. So, the verse is this. So, basically, already Ram, he went, Ramchandra, he went and killed Ravana, brought Sita back to Ayodhya. And then, there was some gossip going on in the kingdom that, oh, even though the woman has you know, being with another man, Ram has accepted. Hmm. But this fisherman, he was saying that I will not accept you because there was one incident where especially, and not only the fisherman, others, others were also talking, but that incident actually gave rise to the whole banishing of Mother Sita. So, the fisherman, he was, you know, his wife could not return home in the night 
for some reason she was stuck somewhere she went somewhere and then she could not come back and it was already sunset and she did not know what to do so she just stayed wherever she was and then the next day morning she came and then the husband said i am not going to take you back you are missing for one night so that is the vedic culture the women if they are missing for one night that means they are polluted uh, so they cannot be accepted so he was saying no I, maybe lord ramchandra will accept his wife after she was away from him for so long but i will not accept you i am not going to accept you so when this thing happened so and then like this others were also talking about in a bad way about this this sita being away for so long from ramchandra and still accept ramchandra knew this therefore he is made sita walk through the fire after the ravana was killed sita had to walk through fire he said if you are pure enough in your thought in your chastity towards me then you will walk through this fire unharmed by the fire you will not be burnt so of course fire is a very pure element to sterilize things we put in fire so she was so pure that fire could not burn her fire burns anybody but she did not it did not could not burn mother sita she was that pure so just imagine he already knew what was going to happen so he already made all the uh, arrangements already before but still there was gossip going on so for this reason he she was pregnant by the time but he wanted to banish her out of the kingdom then the pretext was that lakshman so he 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 himself did not want to go because uh, when sita became pregnant she was actually pregnant with two sons twins love and kush so is love and kush so they were in the womb so as, when she was pregnant she just mentioned once to lord ram before this this criticism all this gossip came into came to his notice she mentioned this thing that uh, now that i'm pregnant i just want to um, i have this desire of meeting saintly people and get their blessings and take some teachings from them because it is good a pregnant mother should always hear about krishna's topics so that just like prahlad maharaj he became a great devotee because his mother was always hearing from narad muni and narad muni's words were going into the you know and the prahlad in the womb of the mother he heard everything and he became pure devotee hmm. so he is very auspicious so she also wanted this kind of uh, auspiciousness so she, she wanted to hear about uh, from sages so her plan was that she and uh, you know of course with ramachandra they will go and you know to the different hermitages of different uh, ashrams of different sages and hear from them and take their blessings like this um but then ramachandra remembered that incident of uh, mother sita said like this so all right he used that to banish her so although there was no fault he also knew but as a king his affection for for sita was unbounded nobody can imagine how much he loved sita sita devi but as a king because he a king can do no wrong because if a king does anything wrong because in the future he did not want this to happen that oh lord ramachandra has you know accepted you know woman who was away from him so we will also do the same thing so the woman will go see um, ramachandra accepted uh, his wife why you can't accept me and if a woman takes you know that in, as an example and then she commits adultery and then comes back to her husband and still says you know see ramachandra accepted why you cannot accept me you know so he did not want all this destruction that would happen in the future who would cite this example of sita and ram so to save the future population of the world he he banished her all right 
as a king i have to be a perfect example i have done all i could to prove my sita's purity still these people you know have uh, you know are pointing fingers at me all right i will give the due punishments and to show that it is not tolerable in the future you cannot use that as an excuse so he wanted to banish her so what he did that she had to go somehow but how so he thought okay he wanted his brothers were lakshman shatrugna bharat and shatrugna lakshman bharat and shatrugna one of you go with her saying that i am busy in my royal duties here and as a king i am busy with my duties so i cannot really go and so you as a uh, you know you please go and uh, let her take some instructions from sages and his plan was take her to the valmiki rishi's ashram and leave her there come back so he he looked at his three brothers he knew bharat and shatrugna will never do it but he knew lakshman will do it although lakshman had utmost reverence and affection for sita devi but he knew lakshman will never disobey his order ram's order lakshman i want you to go and leave sita there in valmiki ashrams valmiki rishi's ashram and because she anyway wanted to go and meet the sages so leave her in um, take her to the valmiki ashram and leave her there when lakshman heard this his heart just exploded imploded inside he could not believe the words that were coming out of ram's mouth but then at the same time he did not want to argue he did not want to disobey what to do how a mother i mean a, a, a woman who is pregnant she requires even more protection from the husband but here is ram who is the supreme personality of godhead who is the maryada purusha ram and who is setting an example for an ideal human being ideal king ideal government and he everywhere even in bhagavad gita in the first chapter arjuna argued with krishna krishna you are asking us to fight this war you ask me to fight this war but in this war there are so many men here women are all in the in the palace now so many men will die and these men are either fathers or brothers or sons or you know husbands of some women there in the in the in the in the palaces or in the in the city and all those women will be left without any protector and then there will be unwanted progeny they will be polluted and then unwanted children and then the future will be of you know just like unwanted like this 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 what is this jay and vijay what happened hiranyakashipu and hiranyaksha diti we have read the narsimha leela where hiranyaksha and hiranyakashipu were born because diti had a sex at a wrong time in the in the time of dusk and kashapuni said no 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 this is not the right time but she was so lusty uh, from the force of her lust she dragged him to the activity and then she got pregnant and then those two demons happened to be the worst demons of the world has ever seen so these are all unwanted progeny so if, if sex is done adharmic way not within marriage and not within the proper times and all these signs if we do not know then unwanted children so all these things we are putting the whole future of the world into ruination by this war so i i don't want to fight of course krishna convinced him no 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 this is not the case this has to happen anyway that's another argument so the point is arjuna is asking making the point that women have to be protected by the men especially so when she is pregnant but here is ram chandra bhagwan he is asking that will leave my wife there and she is the queen she is the mother of the universe he couldn't just digest it but then he remembered this was actually he did not he remembered this 
what he already heard before. It's not that at that time he heard this. You see, when the Lakshman um, heard of this, it is said like this: Sashushruvan matari bhargavena pitur niyogat prahritam dvishadvat. So he remembered this this um, uh, incident where in the past Parshuram there was a similar incident where a woman was left unprotected. It was even more ghastly. Here, a pregnant woman is being asked to stay in the ashram, but that was even more ghastly. Parshuram's father, Jamadagni, asked Parshuram, kill your mother, that means his own wife. Jamadagni's wife was um, who? Renuka. And Renuka's son was Parshuram, who is an incarnation, one of the Dashavatar of Krishna. So, Parshuram was asked by his father, Jamadagni, kill your mother. Without a single thought, he took out his sword, beheaded his mother, complete beheaded, without a single thought. When he remembered that, hmm, that is how I have to follow the orders. Even though it is completely against Vedic, if a, a powerful Acharya who is you know, he's telling like this, I have to follow. Because Parashuram did that already in the, in the past. And now, it's a similar thing. Their woman was not protected. In fact, own mother was killed. But of course, then what happened? The continuation of this, if, if any of you are like, what, what, what is this? So, after that, Jamadagni, the father of Parashuram was very pleased with his obedience. How obedient my son is. He was very, very pleased. And then he said, ah, I am so happy that you have, without consideration, done such an activity without even a slightest consideration, how obedient your son you are. I, I want to give you two benedictions. What, what do you want? Do you tell me. Parashuram said, yes. So, first benediction, bring my mother back to life. Second benediction, make her completely forget what just happened. Okay. <laughs> and the mother came back. So, that was the, uh, so it was a happy ending. So, anyway, but the order of the spiritual master was done without slightest consideration. So, then the same thing here, it was an order which is, Woman left, queen, not just an ordinary woman, a queen left in the ashram. And not just an ordinary queen, wife of the supreme personality of Godhead, Ramachandra Bhagavan, left in the world. So, unprecedented, right? Never before heard. But, so then, this is what Lakshman thought. Oh, Parashuram did that. Okay, I just have to do it. I just have to follow his orders. However painful it may be, it is completely painful for Lakshman. He cannot dare. I mean, his heart was not just allowing him to do it. Even Ramachandra could not do it. His heart also would not allow. But he put on, he put on a straight face. Although inside he was just crumbling with, with, you know, with uh, pain. But outside he just had a very, very straight face. Very straight. And just in a non-passionate, non, you know, non-emotional face, he just said, Go take her to the Valmiki's ashram and leave her there and come back. Then Lakshman was like, Whoa. Then so he, the, the thing is this, however unprecedented it may sound, however ashastric or you know, they say, oh, this is not Shastra, this is never in the Shastras, never unprecedented, this Ritvik system, however much it may sound, whatever it is. Agya Guru Namhi Avicharaniya. What is Avicharaniya? Vichar means to contemplate, to consider, to you know, to think about it. No, cannot think about it, just do it. Like that we have to do it. Agya Guru Nami Avicharaniya. 
the order of the spiritual master must be obeyed without consideration because it will always be good for the good. Next, the next Lord Ramachandra statement to Sita given below is from the Ramayana Ayodhya Kanda, Kanda, 22nd chapter 9th verse. What is that? Nirvicharam Guru Ragya Maya Karya Mahatmanaha Shreyo Hyevam Bhavatyascha Mama Chaiva Visheshataha. The order of a great personality like a father, of course, father. Guru also means father, Guru means elders, Guru means the spiritual master. Nirvicharam Guru Ragyam. The order of a great personality like a father must be executed without consideration because there is good fortune in such an order for both of us, for the father and the son. In particular, there is good fortune for me. This happened when uh, Ramachandra was banished by his father Dasharath. So you go to the exile forest for 14 years because of his wife um, tantrums. So, anyway, but the father asked him to, because actually the next day he was going to be, he was supposed to be the enthroned as the royal prince. He was next in the air for the throne, next in line for the king. So, he was supposed to be the crown prince and then that very day he was banished and Dasharath was so overtaken by grief that he died later on. Just days after that he died. He could not bear the separation from Lord Ramachandra. But he had to give this order because he promised his wife two, two boons previously when she saved him in a war. So anyway, that's another story. But, Agya Guru Nam, Nirvicharam Guru Ragya. Here, first line, Nirvicharam Guru Ragya. Nirvicharam, no vicharam, no consideration, no contemplation, just execution. Execute the order of the spiritual master. Don't think that whether my spiritual master's order is right, whether it is according to Shastra, of course. We should see whether there is a bona fide spiritual master. Lord Ramachandra is speaking and Jamadagni, the father of Parashuram, ordered. And here, um, actually this whole quotation, why these verses are discussed in uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita? Because Lord Chaitanya was contemplating what to do with his own spiritual master, Ishwarapuri's orders. Then Sarvabham Bhattacharya advised him this way. That Guru's orders must not. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself accepted his own spiritual master's order. So, Lakshman accepted Ram's order. So, in this way, Supreme Personality of God, Parshuram, Lakshman, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They accepted orders of the Guru, being the Supreme Personalities of Godhead themselves. They accepted the orders of the Guru, Avicharaniya, without vichar, just execute. That's it. That's what we have to do also. So, oh, what Prabhupada said before, what Prabhupada said, you know, that time, this time, this. no, 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 just do it without consideration. That is what is said here, without any argument. What I say, now you do it. Without any argument, the disciple must accept it. That is disciple. Disciple means what? Discipline. You follow the order. No, you cannot say, argue. Oh, Prabhupada, you said like this before, like that before. No, no, no. Do now what I say. So, this is the first uh, counter-argument that they have and our replies to all of this. Alright, so this is the end of today's session. Now we will take questions. Okay, let's see. I think there are a few. Okay, good. There are nice questions. Let's go to the questions.
first question so gurus are by default souls who are nitya siddhas nitya siddhas means those who are eternally perfect sent by krishna um not necessarily no they can be sadhana siddha or kripa siddha or nitya siddha either way but once they become siddha they are siddha anyway so like narad muni he is a guru in the previous time he was a sudra and his son then he became kripa siddha by the mercy of the the devotees you know he also became a pure devotee so but once they are becoming become pure then they are pure devotees hmm. the next ayappa from india many iskon people used to say shri prabhupada is shiksha guru please refute this with your views so all right so this topic uh, is coming not today so i think it will be addressed tomorrow so you can you wait for that because we have all our ammunition <laughs> ready for that tomorrow right next i wish to i wish if we can have a question answer session as separate classes frequently so that all of our doubts queries and various fields in krishna consciousness either basic or advanced also confidential questions i have a lot of questions need to be answered all gaurav sir all gaurav sir prabhu yeah we can think about this about maybe q and a ama ama is ask me anything this a q and a is question and answers usually is about that topic but ama is ask me anything ama so maybe we can have an ama sessions let's see how that pans out vijay sharma prabhu is asking <coughs> what level are the iskon gurus third second or first <coughs> so first class devotee second class devotee they are always um, they will never disobey the spiritual master disobedience of spiritual master can come in the third class platform second class platform even they won't disobey the spiritual master so you can just you can know what the class they are and so many of them falling down and ninth chapter second third verse purport propad said third class devotee may fall down but a first and second class devotee won't fall down so if they are falling down you know where they are i mean it's not that we can't fall down everybody is fallible but a guru as we have seen will never fall down because he is under the direct protection of krishna not only that he will fall down not only not only that he will not fall down he will make others also he will pick them up and go back to take them back to vaikuntham that power he has not just to manage himself but he can manage millions of souls and take them back to godhead that is pure devotee so he is especially empowered krishna shakti vina nahitar pravartan so he has to be especially empowered so that kind of guru you know he he does not fall down if a guru is falling down means it's completely bogus and fall down doesn't only mean when somebody is caught with some illicit sex nowadays the official fall downs i think there have been about 46 or 47 of them who have officially fallen down gurus in iskon out of the maybe 100 of them officially so called fallen down but fall down also means mayavadi like ramachandra puri he also um, you know uh, offended his guru ishwar puri sorry sorry madhavendra puri he offended his guru then what happened wherever he went there was another who is that who became a impersonalist yeah i think ramachandra puri right yeah so he became an impersonalist impersonalist so that is also a fall down it is not that only oh illicit sex that is a fall down oh when one is a pedophile when one is a 
but um, gay or when the man is fallen with one woman or was no not only this any time when somebody has even fallen to maya the moment one disobeys the spiritual master one has already fallen and therefore hundreds of obstacles will come in their way hmm. so the disobedience of spiritual master will never make you a elevated soul never never we have heard that so nowadays so many gurus are speaking mayavad speaking mundane topics as motivational speech speakers they have become and some mundane topics they are speaking you know how to be vegetarian or how to you know i mean some and some are complete mayavad philosophy you know you have to you have to learn the language of the heart the love how to you know and big big gurus and big gurus of iskon they are speaking about how to make a relationship between boyfriend and girlfriend work relationship advice how how couples can you know work together how we should sit in silence and how we should meditate how we should concentrate on the thoughts that are coming in and going out and you know not disturb them and just observe them all these things are teaching you know the complete mundane nonsense and when we made a video about one of such mundane speakers motivational speakers of course there are some devotees who understood it and appreciated it but there are many fanatical followers of him who are still writing comments to this day the video was published on my channel on youtube channel on when i think last august <clears throat> to this day i'm still getting comments on that video prabhu you are doing vaishnava prad you know there are you know so many ways to preach you know he is preaching wonderfully you know this they don't even they, they have completely lost the idea of what even preaching is and and in those videos which i made i quoted prabhupads quotes i put not even my voice i put prabhupad's voice voice clips i have put let prabhupad's own words come out from his own mouth not even me repeating his words let prabhupad's own words come out even then they said you are doing vaishnava prad now what can you think about them these people i mean completely misled and this is not fall down then what is fall down so a lot have fallen down actually so third class that is i i don't know if they even even be considered third class because third class yeah it may be third class actually two important verses we need to see i'm sorry because bit going a little bit long but these are important topics important questions important topics so let's just get the complete answers this this series has to be such a comprehensive series that's our plan that you know everything every single angle of argument we want to address not one thing will be left by krishna's grace by prabhupada's grace we want to do like this so this one kanto uh, 3 chapter 29 verse 8 abhisandhaya yohimsam dambham matsaryamevava samrambhe bhinna drigbhavam mai kuriyat satamasaha devotional service executed by a person who is envious proud violent and angry and who is a separatist is considered to be in the mode of darkness so this word separatist bhinna drigbhavam bhinna bhinna drigbhavam is a separatist person so what is a separatist he has different opinion than guru and krishna so he he has his own agenda than what the guru's order is nirvicharam guru ragya guru guru's agya has to be followed but he has his own separatist agenda he has his own way of doing things own own thing you know like that so and who is proud envious violent and angry 
द नेक्स्ट विषयानभिसंधाय यश ऐश्वर्यमेव आचार्य The worship of deities in the temple by a separatist with a motive for material enjoyment, fame and opulence is devotion in the mode of passion. So devotion in the mode of ignorance and passion. <coughs> so devotion, we know, it's always above the three modes, right? The three three modes. Devotional service is above. That is pure devotional service. Then, But before that, devotional service is done in these three modes. Uh, goodness, passion and ignorance. So... This is mode of ignorance and passion, devotion in these modes. What is that? Separatist, Prithak Bhavam. It's different. He has a different opinion, different way. We have seen yesterday. Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adilila, chapter 12, texts 8 through 12. Opinion different from the... Any opinion different from the spiritual master's opinion is useless. And any of such people who hold such opinions are useless. The word useless has been repeated so many times. You can go and go back and see yesterday's session. Episode 1. So, there you have it. Where level they are, you know. Then, uh, this is who? Nandakishore Prabhu. Prabhupada sure knows what will happen after his departure. Then, why still he appointed few of them as initiating initiation gurus? Understand that they are not Diksha Guru. No, get it right first. So, they are not initiation gurus at all. Where? He never appointed any of them. Where is the order that he appointed? If they are not Diksha Guru, so they are not gurus. Why you say that still he appointed, why still he appointed few of them as initiation gurus? Initiation, initiating gurus means they are diksha gurus. But he never appointed them as diksha gurus. So, in the brackets you write, understand that they are not a diksha guru. But that is what initiating guru means, a diksha guru. So, he gave them a post, Ritvik representative. That's all he gave them. And it's clearly, in that letter, three times it is stated, uh, you know, Prabhupada's disciple, Prabhupada's disciple, Prabhupada's disciple. So, so what? So, it's not, it's not any, there's no order for them to become gurus. Yes, he knew the future, that's, that's why he, he, he made the Ritvik system. So, that to save everyone and not just um, saving those people at that time, but in the future also. Because if we, we can, you know, there will be so many souls who will be ambitious, not only during Prabhupada's time, but in the future also there will be so many. Mm-hmm. So, to save us all from these pitfalls, he has put in a system where everybody can accept his shelter at his lotus feet. And every, nobody needs to think and speculate anything anymore. Minds can be completely free, heart can be completely light, fully happy in the shelter of, shelter of Prabhupada and go on with the devotional service. No need to have this constant worry whether my spiritual master has fallen on the other side of the globe. Now I am chanting his mantra. Is he still is he still in good standing? No, no more, nothing. Or is my spiritual master authorized? When was when did he receive the authorization? Did he even receive it? I don't see anything. Now all these doubts. How can you worship somebody you know like this? So he has to be free. So Prabhupada has given such a free system where everybody can come. Um, but you know, unfortunately, it has been manipulated. Anyway, this is our mission now. We have to set it right for Srila Prabhupada. I think, um, where is that? Just give me a second. I think in the fourth canto. Yeah, 2848. Let's go there first. 42848 per port. 
So in this verse, you see, in the beginning, he said, whenever an Acharya comes following the, in the purport, huh? whenever an Acharya comes following the superior orders of the Supreme Personality of Godhead or his representative, he establishes the principles of religion as enunciated in Bhagavad Gita. So, then finally here, unfortunately, when the Acharya disappears, rogues and non-devotees take advantage and immediately begin to introduce unauthorized principles in the name of so-called Swamis, Yogis, Philanthropists, Welfare Workers and so on. You see? Then here, the Acharya, the authorized representative of the Supreme Lord establishes these principles. But when he disappears, things once again becomes disordered. The perfect disciples of the Acharya try to relieve the situation by sincerely following the instruction of the spiritual master. At the present moment, practically the entire world is afraid of rogues and non-devotees. Therefore, this Krishna consciousness movement is started to save the world from irreligious principles. Everyone should cooperate with this movement in order to bring about actual peace and happiness in the world. So, now the Sri Prabhupada has physically disappeared. Again, things have become disordered. Even when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, everything was so ecstatic. Then after he left, Vaishnavism went into an abyss, a spiritual abyss of Vaishnava culture. That means, to the depths. It's grown so low that it was only by the efforts of Bhaktivinoda Thakur that it was again brought up to the sta- highest state. People used to think Vaishnavas means some rogues, you know, men who were having 20 women with them and having illicit sex. That was the impression of what a Vaishnava was in respected circles in India. To that extent, it has become so bad. So, it was only when Bhaktivinoda Thakur revived it. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur again preached all over India and Prabhupada preached all over the world. And now Vaishnavism is back at its supreme uh, position. But again, you see, after Prabhupada left, there is this this uh, downward trend. So, that's why what is said here, you see, the perfect disciples of the Acharya try to relieve the situation by sincerely uh, following the instruction of the spiritual master. This is what we need to do. This is what we need to do. Hmm. <clears throat> All right, next question. Rabi, Rabi Narayan Tripathi. Um, is Shiksha Guru asked to follow his Guru? Is it right to follow? If we will not follow, then it may disobedience to him. Please suggest. Okay, let me understand the question. If Shiksha Guru asked to follow his Guru, is it right to follow? If we not, we will not follow, then it may disobedience to him. So, I am guessing that this Shiksha Guru has some Guru in his con, who is his Diksha Guru. And the Shiksha Guru is asking you to take shelter of that Guru in his con. So, if you do not follow the instructions of the Shiksha Guru who is telling you this, then it may be an offense. Is that the, is that the question? So, if that is the question, then... Um, Shiksha Guru, what is Shiksha Guru? Shiksha Guru means he repeats the words of Diksha Guru. Prabhupada said, uh, tomorrow we will see all that. Uh, maybe it's here, but Prabhupada said, Shiksha Guru means say what I am saying and do what I am doing. Prabhupada said, that is Shiksha Guru. 
if the shiksha guru is telling something else than shiksha, uh, diksha guru then prabhupada says he is a rascal he is not a shiksha guru shiksha guru means he must direct exactly as the diksha guru says now diksha guru is prabhupada prabhupada said everybody can come to me and if the shiksha guru says yes you have to take instruction um, initiation from prabhupada then he is a shiksha guru but if the so called shiksha guru he says no you have to take initiation from this guru not prabhupada this whoever is so that is wrong prabhupada, I, I, i just have to bring that hmm nice quote of prabhupada recently i saw that even the audio i heard it he said if a shiksha guru does not instruct the you know same thing as diksha guru he is not shiksha guru he is rascal so therefore um so that disobedience is bigger of obeying this so called shiksha guru who is instructing wrongly or the disobedience of prabhupada's instruction where he said everybody must come to me what about that will you not be disobeying that order so which is greater prabhupada's order or some some neophyte's order so that we have to discern so prabhupada's order always holds the high of paramount importance in our movement and we have to follow his order so that order is what we have to follow we cannot give that order up in in place of this, this shiksha guru who doesn't even know what he's talking about and then <laughs> we cannot make such an exchange you know so yeah you have to stick to prabhupada prabhupada see always remember as they say you know oh we are these rituals they commit vaishnava prad they say our gurus are wrong or they fell down you know they always blaspheme but they don't they don't consider that what about them are they not blaspheming prabhupada every single day by sitting on that vyasasan and you know becoming a guru and offering you know taking the worship from the disciples are they not offending prabhupada what is the big vaishnava prad they are doing you see but that no oh we say anything about them that they are not following prabhupada that is an aparad but they not following prabhupada that is not an aparad what is the logic and who is a bigger vaishnava okay they, if they are vaishnavas then prabhupada is much bigger vaishnava than them right so which vaishnava offenses more than and if prabhupada is saying one way and this he is doing another way he is always an aparadhi and to point out an aparadhi as an aparadhi is not an aparad it's honesty because as we said we have we are looking at this whole thing this whole session these few sessions this series that we are having we are addressing the thing at its core what exactly did prabhupada say what are the do- we are not saying oh the gurus are bad because of this is no no we are not talking about any hearsay we showed you documents we showed you the exact thing the prabhupada wrote everything at the last so we are basing it on the truth not on some opinions about the truth or some gossip based on the opinions about the truth or some opinions about the gossip that is going on about the opinions about the truth no we are just directly going to the truth and addressing from there then we judge who is actually truth who is untruth who is a deviant who is a follower and who, whom we have to follow we have to decide from the truth from the from the instruction of the guru that has to be the active principle not oh maybe i will offend him you know if i if i don't follow what he's saying no no first of all like that like that famous story which i always like to quote because prabhupada's story you know this four thieves they went to steal and then they came back and then the leader said all right now because they went different directions and then they came back and said okay now now be honest be fair be equal be be you know wise no cheating all right bring all your wealth out we will distribute among us four equally so he's talking about honesty he's talking about you know and so 
yeah yes i have to follow this honesty i have to follow but what is that honesty what is all this fairness and equality based on it is based on a stolen property so the entire so called goodness in that is rubbish because the platform is on rubbish it is a rubbish platform and a platform of rubbish there is good doing of good on rubbish platform what is the point it is all rubbish anyway so similarly here if i am offending somebody but that person has already offended the prabhupada's instruction and is going against the instruction of prabhupada the what is that an offense and if we if we clap hands with yes prabhu i will not want to offend you. i am i am your sincere follower i will say do whatever you say then we are not doing whatever prabhupada is saying which is more important so therefore you know what the answer is so we have to follow prabhupada not some shiksha guru is do, doesn't know what he's talking about he's not a shiksha guru as prabhupada I, I i need to get that call maybe tomorrow i'll get that sir he's not a shiksha guru if it, not, it is, does not repeat he is a rascal prabhupada sir i mean not my words I, we are not here to offend anybody we are not but just speaking i mean we are speaking the truth now here just speaking the truth that's it on based on prabhupada's instructions we are not just mud slinging you know you know what's mud slinging or just put throw mud and then throw tomatoes to rotten eggs and this is not what we are doing we are seeing what the truth is and if somebody is against the truth we have to be i mean we have to be honest about it that's it we're just being honest all right next question so somagiri prabhu question i don't understand why shivaram somi told us i mean few years ago on the may 20th meeting prabhupada clearly said first he appointed ritvik guru who is after become real guru and also said which you mentioned today the training not finished yet but he shivaram somi said it is sound like almost done and not in the distant future i think when samal krishna swami said we are all conditioned soul what a different understanding on the same topic if somebody here only from iskon version we have no chance to change our opinion that's the thing so of course they will shivram swami is saying that on may 28th he appointed ritvik guru first of all probably not even use that word ritvik guru he said ritvik and who will after who will later on become real guru regular guru so that is not the we have seen the document now what what probhat said wait for my order and the order never came so we have to just stick with what was given until then mm-hmm. probhat knew he, how why he will give an order of, of all the conditions all becoming guru of course man. and all his philosophy he was saying uttamadhikari 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 and then he put some kanishtadhikari there what is where it doesn't even match the philosophy right so why would probhat do such a thing even so so probhat knew what was going on so he 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 said ritvik and he solidified in that in that letter of july 9th and he said to all gbc and temple presidents recently when our gbc was in vrindavan and what they did the first question was particularly at that time when you are no longer with us how initiation should be conducted and the letter whole letter is about prabhupada disciples prabhupada disciples prabhupada disciples how clear is it so where is the provision where is the provision grand disciple yes they will use these words to juggle around but we have seen already the analysis of the whole thing you can go to yesterday's and you can go to even read our i77 paper you see how clearly it is very clear that prabhupada never meant anything other than physics hmm yeah but the thing is this that if we just hear from one side of the story and not have the full facts that's why they they don't they dare not you see like shivaram swami he told like this right did he show you did he show you that the actual conversation the actual jalan letter did he actually show you the document 
the actual document or did he just say that there was a document there was a conversation there was this there was that did he say like that or did he actually show the real proof that is a question i want to ask as well so of course they have their own interpretations of it so yeah here there is a, a reference in the comments um shall prabhupad lecture on in honolulu you see okay i'll just put this up in the on the screen you see this prabhupad is saying then so shiksha and diksha guru shiksha guru who instructs against the instruction of spiritual master he is not shiksha guru he is a demon sorry who is that rabi narayan tripathi ji rabi narayan prabhu i just said rascal but here another word is used so demon also hmm shiksha guru who instructs against the instruction of spiritual master he is not a shiksha guru he is a demon shiksha guru diksha guru means sometimes a diksha guru is not present always therefore one can take learning instruction from an advanced devotee that is called the shiksha guru shiksha guru does not mean he is speaking something against the teachings of the diksha guru acharya he is not shiksha guru he is a rascal thank you that seals the fate of the shiksha guru that you are trying to follow so please you follow shri prabhupad um so yeah so yes so they brainwash they, they they just cover the whole thing do we have an answer yeah you see so somagiri said somagiri prabhu is saying that he is only he only showed the may 20th conversation but he did not show the july 9th letter see how cheating they are doing whereas we we can boldly show why they have to hide the truth because they are doing something nonsense Uh, because they are on a wrong platform they know if they show the julian letter you know it's so clear so they just tell these things oh ritiks are all demons so don't they are vaishnava apradhis you should not you should not associate with apradhis in this way they just say oh okay don't don't associate with them because if you associate with them you will leave us your dakshin will not come to us so this is way they just they just say that okay ritiks are demons ritvik sir demons so ritvik means not demon ritvik means priest so priest means on the, on the order of the prabhupad he conducts a ceremony that's it so in this way manipulation has been done right so vrajakishore prabhu question for one who does not take personal training under the guidance of a bona fide spiritual master it is impossible to even begin to even begin to understand krishna purport of bhagavad gita 11.54 so one devotee from iskon recently came across these words from shri prabhupada's purport and asked us how this can be possible in the case of the prabhupada anugar devotees whose guru is no longer physically present so personal training right so what about uh, so many devotees of prabhupada who did not uh, receive personal training prabhupada trained in the beginning yes he was personally training everybody but then later on when he was traveling far and wide devotees met him hardly once so nagopal prabhu did not even meet him he was initiated where was the personal training so prabhupad set up a system where there is the temple president the temple authorities are there and they are personally trained there when wrong then chastised when right then appreciated and you know encouraged to do other service in this way they train personal training there is personal training that's why he has set up the temple system so those who are working under sri prabhupad's order they are also authorities so it's not different 
than working under Prabhupada directly. So even in his physical presence, there were so many devotees who did not get the direct personal training from Srila Prabhupada. Very select few got it. After that, and then what? They are not also disciples now? Is that so? And what about Sundagopal Prabhu? Completely did not get any personal training at all. So I never even saw him. What about him? He is also not a disciple now. Then why Prabhupada gave initiation like that? See, this is, this is where we want to understand. Personal training means, yes, under his system, you know, the temple, Siksha Gurus. So, that's why in that quote, just now we read, when the, sometimes Diksha Guru is not always present, so we can take instruction from advanced devotees and that is called Siksha Guru. He is also a bona fide spiritual master. Bona fide Siksha spiritual master. Siksha Guru. Bona fide Siksha Guru. That is also bona fide Guru. But bona fide Diksha Guru, that is different. Hmm. <clears throat> Next, Samagiri Prabhu added to this. If he thinks in the 70s, will Prabhupada train anyone, everyone personally? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's precisely the point. Gaurangi Mataji, there are some devotees in Iskand who choose to keep silent on Ritwik's system knowing that it is wrong, but they follow all rules and regulations. What is that? Who choose to keep silent on Ritwik's system knowing that it is wrong. If they know that it is wrong, that means they don't know actually. It's the first thing. So, but they follow all rules and regulations. So, what about them who are following all the rules and regulations? Okay. Bhishmadev, did, not, did he not follow all rules and regulations? Where is that? Bhishmadev. He was Mahajan, you know, but he was also considered offender because he cited the wrong party, even though he was following everything. Now you see this verse. Tesham kupatha deshtrinam patatam tamasi hyadhaha ye shraddha dhyurva chastevai majjan tashma palava iva. Srimad Bhagavatam, Kanto 6, Chapter 7, Text 14. Leaders who have fallen into ignorance and who mislead people by directing them to the path of destruction, as described in the previous verse. What is in the previous verse? We will go to that. It is very interesting. So, directing them to the path of destruction, leaders who direct them, so are in effect boarding a stone boat and so too are those who blindly follow them. A stone boat would be unable to float and would sink in the water with its passengers. Similarly, those who mislead people go to hell and their followers go with them. Now, this is the context of that verse. All the verses from number one we will see. Uh, number two actually. Shukadeva Goswami said, O king, once upon a time, the king of heaven Indra, being extremely proud because of his great opulence of the three worlds, transgressed the law of Vedic etiquette. Seated on his throne, he was surrounded by Maruts, Vasus, Rudras, Adityas, Ribhus, Vishwadevas, Sadhyas, Ashwini Kumaras, Siddhas, Charanas and Gandharvas and by great saintly persons. Also surrounding him were the Vidyadharas, Apsaras, Kinnaras, Patagas and Uragas. All of them were offering Indra their respects and services and the Apsaras and Gandharvas were dancing and singing with very sweet musical instruments. Over Indra's head was a white umbrella as effulgent as a full moon, fanned by yak, yak tail whisks, that is a chamara whisk, and served with all the paraphernalia of a great king. Indra was seated with his wife Sachidevi who occupied, who occupied half the throne when the great sage Brihaspati appeared in that assembly. Brihaspati, the best of the sages, was a spiritual master of Indra and the demigods and was respected by the demigods 
and demons alike. Nevertheless, although Indra saw his spiritual master before him, he did not rise from his own seat or offer a seat to his spiritual master, nor did Indra offer him a respectful welcome. Indra did nothing to show him respect. Indra disobeyed his spiritual master, did not show any respect. Brihaspati knew everything that would happen in the future. Seeing Indra's transgression of etiquette, he completely understood that Indra was puffed up by his material opulence. Although able to curse Indra, he did not do so. Instead, he left the assembly and in silence returned to his home. Indra, the king of heaven, could immediately understand his mistake. Realizing he had disrespected his spiritual master, he condemned himself in the presence of all the members of the assembly. Alas, what a regrettable deed I have committed because of my lack hmm, of intelligence and my pride in my material opulences. I failed to show respect to my spiritual master when he entered this assembly and thus I have insulted him. Although I am the king of the demigods who are, situ- who are situated in the mode of goodness, I was proud of a little opulence and polluted by false ego. Under the circumstances, who in this world would accept such riches at the risk of falling down? Alas, I condemn my wealth and opulence. If a person says, one who is situated on the exalted throne of a king should not stand up to show respect to another king or a brahmana, it is to be understood that he does not know the superior religious principles. And then he quotes this verse, leaders who have fallen into ignorance and who mislead people by directing them to the path of destruction, as described in the previous verse. What is that? Disobedience of the spiritual master disrespect of the spiritual master and that's what is misleading and exactly the same thing here in his con directing them who mislead people by directing them to the part of path of destruction are in effect boarding a stone board and so too are those who blindly follow them who blindly follow them they may or may not know what is the, what they're getting into but if they blindly follow them unfortunately their their situation is going to be the same although they may be nice although they may be following trying to follow whatever how much faith can you have if you have a guru like that? And nowadays, because now we are defending the whole Ritwik system, right? So, in the future episodes, we will go to actually what this Ritwik system has been replaced by in ISKCON today. What is the guru system? What is the system that they have compared to what Prabhupada left for us? And you will see what kind of doubt they are in. You will be amazed at the level of, I mean, the... They have dragged the status of a spiritual master to a completely ordinary person and you will, you will be startled at what they have replaced this whole system, this perfect system of Ritwik system by in the ISKCON. You will just be startled. So, we will cover that also because we, we should know what you will get if you choose not to follow the system and instead follow the ISKCON system. You will know what you will get. So, we will go to, through that as well. So, a stone boat would be unable to float and would sink in the water with its passengers. Similarly, those who mislead people go to hell and their followers go with them. So, <clears throat> there are so many things going on wrong in ISKCON. So many things actually sinking. Of course, they are still putting up the show. But we will go through all. You see, you, you, it is path- pathetic what the guru system is. We will go through all that. It is not to make fun of them. It is not to ridicule them. It is to see what is the result. The disastrous result of disobeying the order of the spiritual master where it will lead to we will see so it is not to you know just laugh at them or you see and we have to understand and we have to be careful in our own lives and our own movement where we are following trying to follow Prabhupada we have to not make similar mistakes in our future as well so it's, it's about learning it's about learning it's not about ridiculing or making fun of anybody it is just to see how powerful Maya can be and how we should also be careful in this whole thing. Alright. 
Alright, so next question. She edited the question. There are many devotees who are part of the ISKCON and follow all the rules and regulations but choose to keep quiet about the whole Ritwik system. What is the position of such people? Okay. Kanto 10, Chapter 44, Text 10, Srimad Bhagavatam. Nasabham pravishetragnyaha sabhyadoshan anusmaran abruvan vibruvan agyo narah kelbishamashnute. A wise person should not enter an assembly if he knows the participants there are committing acts of impropriety. And if having entered such an assembly, he fails to speak the truth, he speaks falsely or pleads ignorance, he will certainly incur sin. Another. Like Bhishmadev, perfect example. He's a Mahajan, but still he kept silent when everything was going wrong in Kaurava's place. He did not speak up. Only when he spoke up was when he was in the bed of arrows. Then he said, all my, all the blood in my body which has been formed by Duryodhan's eating, I mean his food, has been drained out from my body now. Now I am capable of speaking. Now I feel capable of speaking about religious principles. So, when we are under this shelter of, you know, uh, you know, bad association, we cannot, we will not have the power to speak of our religious principles. You know, the longest, the biggest book in the whole Mahabharata, there are 18 books, 18 parvas, and Anushasan Parva is the biggest. That is the parva where Bhishmadev spoke on the bed of arrows. He was lying. Every inch of his body poked with arrows, and he spoke. And those teachings that he spoke is the longest part of the whole Mahabharata. If he can speak that much, why did he not speak when everything was going wrong, when Duryodhan was doing all nonsense? Because that is the that is the power of bad association. Even such a great personality, he could not speak up. This is to show us by example, that what happens even if one is a Mahajan, if, if, he's, on, if he's on the wrong side, then he's, he's incurring sin there and he's to be punished for the same. Hmm. Therefore, it's very, very grave. It is very serious matter. You know. We can't make this mistake of transgressing the order of the spiritual master. Alright, next question. Um, Somagiri Prabhu said, Here in this con said, If one guru follows the four regulatory principles in chanting 16 rounds, Krishna accepts as a pure devotee. So we need not to worry about this pure devotee platform. Wow. So to follow the four regulatory principles in chanting 16 rounds is not a qualification for guru. It's a qualification for the disciple. If he is following 16 rounds and following four principles, then he can be initiated to become a disciple, not to become a guru. So, if they got that as the qualification of the guru, then I don't know what the qualification of a disciple is then. <clears throat> so, Ajanya Mataji said, If I read the Bhagavatam and drawing the incidents as the characters come in my mind and make an exhibition of painting, is it part of my passion mode of Krishna consciousness? Well, see, this is not a topic. You know, I want to answer questions according to the topic. So, don't imagine anything, just uh, paint as well. But please, don't kindly, my request is kindly don't ask questions which are not to the topic, my humble request. Um, yes, so Abhinara and Tripathi Prabhu is saying yes, that is the case. So, we have already answered his question. So, Ayyappa Prabhu, um, when I was in the Bhaktivikas, when I was with Bhaktivikas Swami, he is equating Mayavad and Ritvik by saying Ritvik Vadi. So, Bhaktivika Swami is a Kanishta Adhikari or below. 
so okay we don't want to um speak about sanyasis i'm just a brahmachari but the thing is this anybody who goes against the prabhupad yes many sanyasis even in the past tamal krishna gosan all these people are sanyasis but any person who disobeys the order of the spiritual master it is said in the chaitanya charitamrita i don't want to say any of my word chaitanya charitamrita says useless asara we will take from that instruction and we we uh, make a i mean uh, decision of how what not decision uh, we will come to a conclusion of what this person is talking about if ritvik is mayavad prove it prove it how it is mayavad in fact one of his disciples actually wrote to me hmm. and we had a correspondence in fact he wrote so much and it is so appalling and hilarious in fact to the extent that he has completely forgotten the whole vaishnav siddhanta completely as like completely upside down the whole philosophy went upside down so i want to make a video of that it has been long pending i think since november october last year today is not what may now wow seven months have passed so anyway we will make that video and you will see uh, one of uh, his holiness bhaktivika swami's uh, disciples have has spoken with me and you know at length at length and one of his chief disciples have has given me a written uh, rebuttal to all the ritvik points so we will we will bring out a video on that one and um, then you will see what kind of how it is in mayavad maya i mean prabhupad is using you you prove to me where prabhupad said that this bhaktivika swami or anybody for that matter can become guru show me one proof then we will accept where is the proof i want to see otherwise you are mayavad you are mayavad if you are talking like that you are mayavad show me what we are showing is absolute proof here and they have nothing to show not a single document not a single instance vaishnav prabhupada said simply say, yeah they can put any word you know any word they want prove it come face to face and prove it and let's see who wins nobody can win against prabhupada okay so prabhupada will always win so that's why the very first episode i wanted to cover everything the truth not about what he said what he said no no it's the truth now you know all the documented evidence whatever prabhupada said we will go through even more arguments that they have offered they is gone we will go through everything tomorrow so and then we will know even more okay time is running out we have still more questions um but yes if anybody says that ritvik is mayavad and you know this is all not correct and this and that definitely when when you when you disobey the order of the spiritual master how can you be a madhyama or uttam adhikari definitely not right uh. so then uh, our ritvik self style style guru following bhakti principles as given by shri prabhupada virendra ekbote our ritvik self style guru following bhakti principles as given by shri prabhupada well um what does this mean ritvik self style guru is it a sarcastic comment or is it a inquisitive comment so if it is a sarcasm i don't know actually cannot get the tone of this question 
our ritvik self styled guru first of all we are not self styled guru ritviks are not self styled gurus they follow humbly they not they don't want to become gurus okay they humbly follow the instruction of shri prabhupad very humbly sanagopal so, prabhu very qualified much more qualified than many gurus in his con but he is humbly just you know um, you know doing this on behalf of prabhupad if he was in his con he would have so many disciples by now he would have been so famous for the number of shlokas that he knows the way he presents his classes the amount of knowledge is so much and compared to iskon swami is what they are giving so i mean i am appalled at what they are giving all this mayavadi kind of talks and just some some lame stuff you know many of them are talking like this so he would have been such a great guru in iskon but he gave up all that he is very humbly serving the whole mission of prabhupad by so there is no self style guru here please get that out of your head if if anybody is thinking like this so there is no self style guru and uh, for a fact if you asking if he is following um, if they follow bhakti principles as given by prabhupad well he follows much stricter than many of these congurus most of, i think even all of them so he he wakes up 2:30 in the morning and he chants rounds and everything he follows everything pakka so yes he does follow and he is not a self style guru he is just a humble disciple and in that way he is guiding every one of us as well um next sri could you explain about the poisoning of prabhupad so sorry that's not the today's topic so i will not go into that kindly excuse me for that ajanya mataji is illusion trying to suppress growth of krishna consciousness movement through the fake gurus mm. so yeah kali will always try to do that to create factions to create all these separatisms and all this infighting prabhupad said there is no force in the universe that can stop this movement it can only be destroyed from within so if from within we don't follow then it will be destroyed so in the in the whole universe there is no force that can stop the this movement prabhupad said so that is truth so we have to be very not only adherent to prabhupad's this ritvik order but everything even our own sadhana everything has to be strict we have to be just very serious honest devotees and then only purity is the force prabhupad said with purity only this movement can grow and nothing in there is if with purity it is done nothing there is no force in the move, in the universe that can stop this movement chaitanya chandra prabhu what is the use of this what is the use of what huh i don't understand can somebody clarify the question for me what is the use of this what is the use of what ritvik system i don't know what is the question i don't know i can't answer that because i don't understand the question ajanya mataji is it illusion is misleading us to waste time by discussing about the frauds no we are discussing the truth and separating it from fraud <coughs> the paddy has to be separated from the straw <coughs> let's see that verse paddy is mixed with straw at first and one must fan it to separate the paddy from the straw so we have to know what is paddy and what is straw so 
it is not to criticize anybody but it it is to just present the truth because this is historical fact it happened what to do if it happened then if you don't discuss about it what is that just keep people in the dark about what happened so we have to we have to be honest that's all it's just honesty we are not attacking any we don't have any personal grudge against any one of them but because Sri Prabhupada is being blatantly disobeyed so we have a stake in this matter we have to stand up for Sri Prabhupada otherwise what kind of disciples are we Mm. Of course, it is not our thing to, you know, go and, you know, fight with them. But we should show to the innocent people what is the wrong and lead them to the right path. That we have to do. Uh, that much we have to do. So, we are just trying to do that. Mm. We are going on. See, this is not our only topic. This is not what we talk about day and night, day and night. No, we are totally busy in expanding the movement in so many countries. And, you know, every one of you, many of you are, you know, from different parts of our <clears throat> of the world and they are spreading ISKM in different countries so this is our we are engaged in positive preaching but then also this is our other mission is to educate the rest who are disgruntled with this con who are knowing that there is something wrong and they want an alternative There's, then to show them that the real thing mm. and like Somagiri Prabhu who is here he was stuck in that system and somehow with contact with the Ritviks devotees now he is, he, is, he is saved and you know he is very happy and he's, he, all his doubts are removed and is this not positive? So, unless we openly speak about it, you know this verse just now, that previous verse, um, any 1074-40, yeah we haven't read the translation of this. Nindam bhagavata shrenvam satparasya janasiva tato napaiti yasopi yat adha sukrata chutaha. Anyone who fails to immediately leave the place where he hears criticism of, criticism of the Supreme Lord or his faithful devotee will certainly fall down bereft of his pious credit. Of course, the Iskon will say, Oh, you are criticizing our Guru, so we will leave this place. We are all, you are all Apradhisto, so we will not meet with Ritviks. But this has to be applied to Prabhupada. So, we don't want to be in a place where Prabhupada is criticized. Because he is the real devotee who is dear to the Supreme Lord. So, the faithful devotee is Prabhupada. So, criticism of Prabhupada by by sitting on his throne blatantly like that, uh, that is not that is not complete disobedience and offense that we are against. Okay, then. Uh, so anyway, so it is not a waste of time discussing these things. It is very important topic, and all of us should. I think. Uh, let me take out that verse. Um, Okay. Krishna. Okay. Siddhanta Bolya Chitte Nakaro Alas. Iha Hoite Krishna Lage Sudradha Manas. A sincere student should not neglect the discussion of such conclusions, considering them controversial, for such discussions strengthen the mind, thus one's mind becomes attached to Krishna. So it is not yes, it is controversial, but we should not shun away from this discussion because it is the most important discussion. It is not that we will speak about this whole life, but 
this is what we need to understand and base our spiritual life on so what is actually correct what is wrong we have to be very clear as devotees we are following the system we have to be clear on what we are following so that's why we are discussing this not to really criticize them but to see what has happened and also to not repeat it again so we have to be very very careful hmm. okay what is the next question Concerning the four regulatory principles, what if the person eats onion and garlic but chants 16 rounds, will he go back to Godhead? No, he will not go back to Godhead. So, and also please kindly ask relevant questions. Um, Virendra Ekbote. So, should I take initiation from ISKCON Guru like Radhanath Maharaj or follow Ritvik system considering Prabhupada as direct Guru? Will it take me to Goloka Dham by following Ritvik system? Most definitely it will take you to Goloka Dham if you follow everything and take initiation from Srila Prabhupada through the Ritvik system because that's what Srila Prabhupada authorized. But Radhanath Swami is not authorized by Srila Prabhupada. Definitely. So, none of the Gurus are authorized in ISKCON. Nobody is authorized by Srila Prabhupada to become Guru. They are the self-styled Gurus who have occupied their positions uh, without the order and authorization by Srila Prabhupada. So, they have to be avoided. One will certainly make progress if one follows Srila Prabhupada. It is not that by taking initiation through Ritvik system, one immediately will get to Goloka pass. Yes, Prabhu, I have a pass to Goloka Vrindavan. No, no, no. Initiation, beginning. After that, we have to still follow everything properly. You know, it is a process, one has to adhere to the whole process. So, it is it is still a journey, but the beginning is where we are talking about. Initiation means beginning. So, it is not the Goloka pass, you know, it is like beginning of spiritual life and that we have to get it right. But if that itself is wrong, then everything is, whoa, I mean, everything is wrong. So, that we are trying to address here. Alright. Chaitanya Chandra Prabhu, oh, he has explained. I was needed to know what use of this because leader will not follow it. I have here a lot of a devotee call other Gaudiya group that are Ritvik. What is the use of this to use that word of Ritvik? What? Um, I was needed to know what use of this because leader will not follow it. I have he- heard a lot of devotees call other Gaudiya group that are Ritvik. What is the use of this to use that word of Ritvik? Well, I'm very sorry, but I can't understand the question. So, anyway, uh, thank you for attending. And uh, so, Ayapa is asking a question. When I got shelter from Bhaktivika Swami, I was worshipping his picture in altar, he used to do Guru Puja, Vyasa Puja. So, do I still carry those anarthas? So, of course, you know the answer. As long as you accept Prabhupada and realize our mistakes, then it's all excused. Uh, Vijay Sharma is asking, Why is ISKCON making so much, making progress when they are following the wrong Guru system? Well, the progress, first of all, they took everything from Prabhupada, first of all. They usurped the whole property, everything. So, they were given such a big head start. And they say, oh, we Ritviks are so small and, you know, 
when we did, when did we even start really preaching and starting expanding i would say just this decade only just a few years into this and that too in the beginning there was a lot of trial and error only the last 3 years did especially we at iskm i'm talking about um we started really preaching only since the last 3 years putting the system in place and really you know getting this whole thing right and now we are a little much more stable than even in the beginning when we started preaching so <clears throat> just 3 years and they are probably already given them such a worldwide movement to start with and we don't have such advantage right so let's give it time and we should not be just um illusion the iskon is making pro- what is the progress that they have made what is the progress yeah okay many temples many you know devotees have joined but where are they being led to what is the understanding that they are having about devotional service what is the understanding of the guru that they are having and there are many things also you know happening there like for example i'll just give you one example govardhan eco village is a, is a uh, is in mumbai that is not even an iskon property it's not even in iskon's name it's his own trust radhanath swami has created his own trust and it's his own name it's not even in iskon's name it looks everything looks all this you know well and good and they're speaking philosophy openly openly they're speaking you know motivational speeches and everything how do they dare speak like that if prabhupad was here would they even dare open their mouth where is the progress if they have progressed so audaciously in that direction then is that even progress it is going downhill prabhu everything is going downhill is just okay it looks because it, it is carrying the momentum of what shall prabhupad left and then eventually everything is going to go and already so many things happened murders happened pedophile happened uh, child abuse happened and the women were abused uh, rape happened uh, guru going with their own um, daughter i mean with their disciple woman and marrying her and you know falling down happened so many th- homosexuality happened by not just by devotees eh? by gurus and because of them thousands and thousands of them left recently in 2012 the, the the one of the swamis he admitted open letter he gave apology i am i have been having uh, sex with this prostitute in thailand for the last uh, 9 12 years 11 years something um so please excuse me uh, i have uh, fallen down like this guru guru and still there are devotees they think they, one of them said prabhu this is all you know politics you know they're doing politics with him they made him change into white color and they they made him told they made him tell like that so that he will not have any more disciples because those gurus wanted to have more disciples than him that's why there is a politics going on prabhu this is actually not truth you know otherwise his life would be in danger that's why he had to say like that this is how the disciple of that guru is saying whatever he does still he will accept him as guru whatever nonsense he does even in front of his own eyes he will still say this is all illusion so what can i mean this kind of things are going on where where is the progress what is the progress there and the standard of devotional service is it the same as what prabhupada left us with huh? it is so common devotees don't even take the standards properly and big big you know you know doing kirtan and this one and completely they are watching movies and everything openly you know, in the cinema theaters and you know, advertising on the facebook they have watched this movie and that movie it has become very frivolous the seriousness it be watered down it is watered down so much uh, this is all not progress signs of progress at all 
and gurus themselves are speaking mayavad philosophy on tv on tv they are speaking mayavad philosophy and the disciples are following suit these are all signs of crumbling down it, it looks yeah they have swelled in numbers but then with the quality that's what that's what matters so we should not be too illusioned by this just when like when prabhupad started off gaudiyamat was huge it was all over india everywhere gaudiyamat is the is the institution to go is the go to place for vaishnavism at that time but prabhupad alone single handedly went to america you know just like as if you know nothing and then eventually what happened so by shri prabhupad's mercy this will definitely come to fruition just a matter of time and we have to just stick by the orders it doesn't matter the the pandavas had only seven akshavanis and the kauravas had 11 akshavanis and the uh, the warriors that kauravas had unmatched by pandavas in pandavas only bhim and arjun could fight others were all okay mahar whatever they could easily be defeated by the what on the other side we have bhishma dev we have dronacharya we have karna we have duryodhan we have kripacharya we have ashwatthama how many you know on the other side invincible warriors jayadrath all invincible warriors what happened so when the guru is offended eventually everything will go just like this demigods we just read about indra he offended his spiritual master the demigods completely lost to the demons after that because of their offense they completely lost so you know time will tell time will tell so so many things actually if you go inside it is not all smooth at all it's not hunky dory all so many things happening disgruntled and so many devotees don't know what to do but they don't know where to go they're just sticking around so many things are happening there so anyway um virendra prabhu virendra ek bote how to follow ritvik system please explain so that's exactly what the jolan and letter is and we are also following this you can go to iskm.international iskm.international that's our website and about us you go and we have the full information there and how this whole thing is conducted and everything so you can get all the information there all right again we have gone to the 11 o'clock mark prabhu just prepare yourself because gbc will quick will quick you out of the society because you are speaking truth and you understand what is reality in our scorn <laughs> so chaitanya chandra prabhu is saying prabhu please prepare yourself because gbc will kick you out of the society because you are speaking truth and you understand what is reality now is gone well we are already not in scorn we are already kicked out we are iskm we are not is gone so it's a parallel movement we are running on the instructions of shri prabhupad just like shri prabhupad had to quit his own spiritual master's movement gaudiya math and start is gone because the instruction of bhaktisiddhanta saraswati thakur was no more being carried out similarly now in is gone although prabhupad's beloved movement at the present moment the instructions of prabhupad is not being carried out so we and actually not that we came out of it they ostracized they they in a gbc meeting they they have ostracized sunugopal prabhu was one of them who was ostracized so after that we started here he started here and we joined and 
that's how the movement is running now it's in many countries all over the world uh, still expanding a lot and a lot of potential in the future and by Shri Prabhupada's mercy we will definitely win that much we are confident whether you are confident or not we are confident so just that we have to all cooperate together and then Shri Prabhupada's has to be established within our lifetimes we have to see to it as disciples is our duty to see to it that Shri Prabhupada is established as the only founder Acharya of Iskon. Founder Acharya means not that he was just a founder, he is still the Acharya. He is the sole Diksha Guru of this movement. Alright. So with that we will try to we will conclude here. What are the rules and regulations I should follow to be a Ritvik devotee? So the same rules that Prabhupada left but um, take initiation from Srila Prabhupada through his Ritvik representative. And as I said, go to iskm.international. Uh, we will leave a comment below. We will leave the link. Maybe I will leave the link myself. iskm.international. And I think it should be up in a while, the comment. And there is a, I think it's www.iskm.international. Okay, so here you can go and you can see the everything. You can go to this website. Alright, we will stop it here. Jai Shila Prabhupada ki jai. Sri Sri Radha Madan Mohan ki jai. Gaurnitai Bhagavan ki jai. Anantakoti Vaishnav Vrind ki jai. Tai Gaur Primanandi. Hari Hari Bol. Hare Krishna.